0: 90210 and melrose place are back on their very own channel
1: sure you're ready for this
2: this is something we are going to remember for the rest of our lives
3: watch beverly hills 90210 on pluto tv
4: i'm steve
5: they did not learn this in honors english
6: don't you just love the Walshes?
5: i expect to
7: see each and every one of your smiling faces on that bus
6: i guess i'll have a glass of chardonnay
8: unless you're passing out champagne again
9: yeah the tree's
5: nice
2: turn i might ask santa
9: for an a on my legal ethics midterm that should make you very happy this christmas don't you when i got home
10: wondering where i had been look jim it's snowing
11: a new
12: journal
13: it's beautiful thank you we,
12: we wish you a merry christmas. christmas we wish you a merry
9: christmas
14: can't
6: be christmas at the Walsh <laughs> house. winter spring summer fall seasons change we still keep it together hey beverly hills 90210 fans are you ready to dive deep episode by episode Storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code, with your host <laughs> Charles did I, Rosen. Did I say that? Terry that was this
12: thing about the, the, the real person, and we going what? We're getting rid of this guy.
6: Pete Ferrero. I'm
12: feeling wonderful.
15: <laughs> Kathleen looks <laughs> crush TV crush worthy.
6: Like so many special guests and all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah.
15: <laughs> there we have it. Uh, this is super exciting. We are finally here on the uh, Christmas party, the super deluxe Christmas party, right, Larry? It's super deluxe. It almost <laughs> turned into a mega show, which is next. <laughs> mega show is definitely <laughs> coming. Uh, the holidays are here. I'm drinking eggnog. What's everybody got uh, around the uh, the table here? Oh wow, Charles Rosen,
12: first four here. Kind of, like, California adults uh, have little. Four,
16: four uh, times a <laughs> <laughs> Good do. times.
15: Erin is joining us from today, right now. She's uh, in New York, right? How what do you what, do? You have any 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 drink or of any sort?
16: I, I don't.
3: I should have prepared something, but. <laughs>
17: yeah. Are you, is there a white chapter on the ground the Northeastern or is it already gone?
3: It's pretty much gone now.
15: All right. Hey, uh, Charles, let's get into this. We want to start talking about that first episode. We have a clip. I want to say one thing first, oh, though. Go ahead. I uh, did I I do ask. ask I did,
12: I, I'm sorry. I did interrupt the script, but I, I was worried because so much happens. But I, I just wanted to give a quick overview, okay, because I thought this was important. I got to watch season two through seven in order. And it was wonderful because you see the threads pulled through, namely uh, Donna's birthday, uh, the first Walsh Christmas tree, right? Nat, Nat's advice, the Sanders curse, and every show honors the past. And it really made me think that it was Christmas. And I just wanted to say, Merry Christmas. Oh, there you go. And that was in honor of Med- Media Melanie's hunts, because yeah. I saw these great submissions. I said, I can do that, too. Even I can cut things up. I never was good in arts and craft. Anyway, that's it. We're back to the script. Aww. You know, you
17: really got that spirit, and that Yule log. I think, in the back says it all. I,
12: you know, I prepared for this show, Chuck. You did the yeah. script, and I, I kind of worked on the set a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's, let's play, play the first book, well, well, one. Other, one other thing, Chuck. Go uh, One other yes. thing. I mean, and Pete. this is important. I know Chuck will agree. We have global fans who cannot watch live. We have wonderful fans in the UK, Ireland, France, Germany, and Italy, and Israel. And so I'm challenging all of you. And Australia. Well, those people can watch. It's Christmas Eve there, like Peter Goldsworth, who's got Christmas Eve right now. But at least they can watch. Very Christmas. I'm challenging all of you for us to do a coffee show, a morning show, so they can watch it live.
18: Ooh. A global show.
12: What do you think? I like it. My right. Italy, food. it'll be
17: That's it'll be go. a
12: cappuccino
17: special. That's right. Exactly.
15: Okay. So no, okay. no, 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 no. okay. we have to talk about Chucky's back first because we can't just jump okay. into the Christmas. Well, I
17: thought this was an interesting thing, and Jessica, you you uh, know Chucky's back really well at, because my favorite Christmas moment. Was not in anyone that was the official designated Christmas episode. It's this moment. We even have another one from Chucky's back coming up a little later. Uh, but uh, I thought this was this is one of my favorite moments of all of the series because, and and we kind of cut in the song a little bit because otherwise we'll be here for seven hours. But <laughs> the, the um it really is the perfect juxtaposition between yes. story character, and music. They actually wrote this for us, it
18: seems. Mm.
15: All right, here's the clip, and then somebody special will be with us. (laughs) All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Ian Ziering. Hello. Hello everyone. The spirit holiday. of
17: 90210 Christmas. There he is, man. How there are you, Ian? Is.
4: I'm very well. Very nice to see all of you.
16: Beautiful
17: to see
4: you, my friend. Thank you.
16: And,
15: you know, we got a little Jersey love and blood in the house, right? Uh, I mean, we both share this in common, so. I was born in t <laughs> Oh, there you go uh ian you're looking back on that clip from uh chucky's back um like like chuck said or like charles said this is a really important moment for you i think for your for steve for the show for christmas uh what are you thinking when you you look back and and see that
4: oh my gosh you know that uh that clip basically is, is a razor sharp slice of of all the emotions uh it, it's kind of hard to to elaborate on on what i was feeling just looking at that it, it takes me back and and that was the original music was it not that is yeah. oh, oh
17: absolutely you know i and we only do acknowledge the uh, original music here <laughs> and uh 2021 is when we're we're stepping up we're making yeah. companies uh, acknowledge what they did to us
4: hmm. you know i have the entire series on uh on a hard drive with the actual music. Yeah, it's such
17: a difference. It's very unfair to our fans yeah, to get it the way we intended.
4: But uh it it's uh it's very touching, you know, that was uh an episode where uh you know, that that was a a front burner storyline and uh it was you know, I just had a tremendous amount of heart and it still continues to resonate. You know, I I haven't seen it probably since I had I didn't watch the series when we were on because we're time. I was working, <laughs> exactly. you know, uh, for years after when it was in syndication, I would see episodes every once in a while and uh, it would be new to me, you know, for years after the show was on. Uh, I don't remember seeing this specific episode uh, ever. So, uh, oh, well, didn't you really, really turn that great?
17: How did the origins, did you initiate it, Ian? Did you go to Jessica? You guys were always talking, you and Steve, or how did it, uh, how do we get to this? You know, also, it's is one of our first really two-parters. I mean, it was, you know, we carried it over. Right. Darren Star, Jess and Steve wrote the first part, and Darren Starr wrote The Walsh
4: Family Christmas. This, what, this what, what year was this? 91. 91. I think okay. it was
11: in season two.
4: I, oh, Chuck I think I came to you uh, saying that I wasn't really happy with Steve I mean he's such a prick he's spoiled <laughs> nobody knows why and I, I kind of felt that there was no well, let
17: me let me just say about uh, my uh, you you every time that you did, you know, we gave you the opportunity, or you said, give me the opportunity to do something that is more out of the realm of Steve Party Sanders. You, it was always phenomenal. And this one, this story idea I, I was really open to. I, I mentioned to Pete and Larry. That I um, I did a TV movie about an adoption in which the uh, the birth mother changed her mind and the adoption got set aside after months. It was with um, it was with uh, uh, Nancy McKeon and Lindsay Wagner, and it was really it was really a it, it actually won an award for, a Women in Film award for it, right? Up there. But it was about this really a lot of emotion. So when you broached it, or when we figured. You know, I knew, and some of the scenes uh, that you have with um, Christina are are just so touching. Both the conflictual scenes, and then after you come to terms with well, what is a, what? What really is a mother? Which is hmm. what all I adopt all adoptive um, uh, p- kids always have to grapple with. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's a their their situation.
15: Yeah.
4: What I was saying is that um, there was never really anything in the early, uh, early parts of the episode. There was nothing really very redeeming about Steve, mm. and I didn't find uh, you know I didn't like him myself. It was kind of hard to always play the rich, obnoxious, brash, um, pompous mm-hmm. rich kid. It was just well, it, it was, was. I'll and, say to this two things. Steve. Let me I, finish, Chuck. Well, sorry, buddy. Um, and when I brought that up to you, I didn't even know if you what you had in mind, but I asked you to find, isn't there something we could do to find something redeeming about this guy? You know, why is he like that? Um, And it wasn't, I don't think it was too long after that, that all of a sudden we introduced the fact that he was adopted. I was like, Oh wow. There's something, there's a nice twist. that I didn't see coming, you know, in the first, you know, not until we ended the first season. Like I didn't even know. Did you guys know that? that were, were the arc that you were going to set him on yeah. No talking you,
17: you, you, you definitely initiated and and um you know as i said w- I was open to it and the other thing is is that you um but i want to say the one thing about the character of Steve Sanders and and this is from somebody who lived north of sunset Steve Sanders was like the uh the person talking was a north of sunset homeboy and everybody who's from Beverly Hills in my generation absolutely recognizes the character of Steve Sanders. he mm. just was and Steve, Ian, you you made that come alive. I think as much, if not more, than any other of our characters in the ensemble in the Beverly Hills years. You know, the others were learning what Beverly Hills was. You innately, I mean it was a you know, what's Beverly Hills? It's it's you know, it's it's a short hill, so it's not that much different, you know, right, right, right. And and you just carried. But this was so much, and then of course what Jessica and Steve wrote. Yeah. Uh, also, the cool. moments she you know, was the, one of your finest uh, guys, I think. Two,
15: two important people to mention in this is Jed Allen, right? And how about this person?
18: Hi, <laughs> Oh, hey.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
15: how are you?
4: How nice to see you. How
10: are you, dear? It's wonderful to see you, too. Oh,
4: as beautiful as ever.
10: Oh, absolutely! Thank you. Very kind of you. I just watched the two shows, and I'm—I I just I, I, there was so much I forgot, which I'm sure is just time and age. But I really—I understood a lot of things. I think that I didn't get then myself. You know, um, when you're in it, you don't necessarily get the same perspective as look at this. What twenty-five years later?
17: Right, which which specifically?
10: Um, Chucky's back,
17: mm-hmm. and
10: and the the next episode, which Christmas. is the Walsh family Christmas, when you are in Albuquerque, when yeah. when Steve is in Albuquerque, but I and I, what what Pete was just saying, you brought, you brought that Beverly Hills thing without ever acting it, which is. Oh. Thank you. Which is saying a lot, because it was he was he was just that different from everybody mm. else.
12: Well, you brought it also. <laughs> you brought good. the star quality of Samantha Sanders, the mother. In yeah. case anyone didn't know, the mother of Steve Sanders. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Well, Darren Darren <laughs> R-
17: Darren wanted Mary Tyler Moore, and you <laughs> that uh, regal <laughs> element. It did. Yeah.
15: Steve, uh, I sorry, Ian. When you went back and uh, shot all that stuff, the New Mexico stuff, what was what was that like for you to go through that? I mean, man, when I watch some of these scenes, I'm even to this day I'm so gripped by what you're doing in that diner with the with with um, Karen Brown grandfather and all that stuff. What what do you remember about shooting that stuff? That I miss my buddies.
12: <laughs> you were all was, was like The
4: first time I I was without everybody, without. Mm-hmm. The cast yeah. this was like I was on an island there it was uh it was like shooting a different show were you in the, was that in the Apple Valley was that, yeah you know, yeah well, we went large. out to that uh, airport or wherever it was right Palmdale um, yeah just in the middle of nowhere it was dark. I think it was around this time of year that we shot it or you know just want to start getting. it was weird um i I remember most vividly that you know where's Jay where's Luke? And, uh, uh, we're you know we're the girls. We're, what's going on here? You know, we had the makeup trailer, we had the wardrobe, and it was a fiesta del uno. <laughs> 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 well, they were waiting for you in the Walsh family living
17: room. Clearly, guys right. show yeah. up there. You make it there, both of you, actually.
15: Yes, but the work is phenomenal, um, Ian. When you worked with Christina, what was what was that like?
4: Um, you know, Christina. Came with such a fine pedigree. Has done some amazing work. Uh, I was actually uh, excited to work with her. I felt that uh, having a chance to work with Christina would elevate my work, and it yes. did. It did so. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, I I, I thought <laughs> you know what? She was perfectly cast. We had a certain sameness, a similar look. She did have that regal air about her. Uh, you know, it, she was Christina. You're a joy to work with. She and Jed both. I loved those days because, you know, they brought a more seasoned uh, sensibility to the work. And, and you know, they would bust chops and have fun. And it, it was nice. It was nice. I never really looked at her like a, my mom. She was just, uh, just always friendly. I mean, in front of the camera, yes, of course. But uh, just fantastic working with Christina all the time, every time. I wish we always had more scenes together. Yeah.
15: How about you, Christina, working with Ian? Before you answer that, let me show you. This is you guys here uh, in Walsh Family Christmas. Here's a clip.
16: And then Keep right on doing it.
10: Steve. Mom, where have you been? Where have I been?
4: I've been waiting an hour for you to come home. You don't know what it took for me to get here. and I, I don't think you're going to be too happy when you find out how much it cost.
10: Oh, hush up and hug me.
4: <sighs> I'm sorry, Mom. I know. But you're here now. I had to do it. I had to find out who my real mom was. And was she everything you expected? Everything and more. I see. Let me tell you about her. She's, she's beautiful. And she's caring. And she created me out of her love. 17 years of it. With her busy life, she always made sure I was as happy as I could be. She always tried to show me to do the right thing. She was always there for me when I didn't. Gave me everything I ever wanted, probably more than I deserved. And no matter what, she always let me know how much she loved me. I'm sorry I had to go so far away to find your mom.
19: Mom, oh, gorgeous. I'm just so glad you're back. <sighs>
15: Mm-hmm. Really beautiful stuff. I mean, I'm getting choked up here just watching it.
12: Christine, here. <laughs> yeah, Christine
17: got so moved. She <laughs> <laughs> it's
12: called felling, hard felling, hard felling. Come
17: back, Christine.
12: You know, she I was will. wanted to
17: say about Christine and and Diane, and it, it, this is a different one. I so we Pete should send this to you. We uh, a couple of weeks ago it was Thanksgiving, and we were doing the Thanksgiving episode. And if you remember, in season three, you guys go up and the thing you get lucky in the night. You've oh, having here. trouble in school. And she here Christina she comes she in. Welcome back. Christina comes in. I'm talking about a Thanksgiving episode you did. The next season in which you defend your son with uh, Denise Dowles, who plays our the principal at West Beverly High. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes. This is a foreshadowing of how you're going to take care of your son in this Christmas moment yeah. here, you know. But just a beautiful scene we just saw. Christina.
10: Yeah, and my, sorry, my screen, uh, my screen got the, 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 um, mm. the big red X on it, and I, I lost everything.
15: That's okay. We were just watching we the read- scene that you got, and you had just seen the episode. We were just watching the scene that the two of you did together. Uh, do you have memories of doing that with Ian or working with Ian in general?
10: Well, yeah, you know, I had—he was the first adult I was the mother of.
18: Which was, <laughs> you know?
10: I mean, in the sense that that I had been Ricky Schroeder's mother. He was twelve. Right. Um, I had played mothers of of, and this was so different. And I just, I I fell in love with Ian. I I just thought he was. So wonderfully available and present and excited to be doing what we were doing. Um, and I, I, I was I was surprised when I watched it, how very emotional these these scenes that you know the scene before you left, the scenes with in the Chucky show. Um, and there's just, I think we just always had a really good innate connection. Because I just thought he was adorable, and everybody likes to be likes people to feel that, and I think he knew that. That I just really loved working with him, and um, I think that we had a lot of emotional availability that we built up over the over the various shows. So I I had a great time doing that show. I never worked really with anybody else. I only worked with Steve, so I didn't know any of the other people very well. That's uh, true.
15: Um, Ian, I just think the world of your your work. Uh, I wanna give Larry an opportunity here because Larry, mm-hmm. you got some stuff in season six with uh, this storyline, you paid this storyline. Oh,
12: yeah, with Ian, yeah. you know, We took the threads of what uh, you guys, and Jess and Steve and Chuck had, had created, and there was a big hole there. There was no who his real father was. and. We said, okay, this, you know, we got a Christmas show coming up, you know, and that's the one thing about all the Christmas shows. They're really about family, really family being challenged, family, and then the magic of Christmas taking over. And, you know, and Rush, of course, you know, being a kind of a, you know, a player, we could create a backstory, which we created was he was on a film shoot on his way to Santa Fe. And it probably was a storm. And a girl told him she was 19 and he knocked her up. She had a baby. And now he goes back. Couple of a year later, because he can't, she uh, Samantha can't have a baby, and he basically, as he says to Steve, he buys his own baby, and right. this comes in an episode where Steve is kind of screwed up. He thinks, and, and totally, and Steve did not screw up, but of course, Russ, Russ goes to the uh, the screw up card right away, and it just it winds up being the big reveal. It's a it's a lovely moment, and Jed Allen was a fantastic actor. I don't know how you guys cast him; he looked just like I and It's so That's amazing. Right. <laughs> that he, you totally believe. I mean, when he finally says, he go. well, yeah, of course, they look exactly alike. Chuck, tell that well, story. Cast,
17: casting of, of Rush was because he looked and sounded exactly like Timmy Dietrich's father, who mm-hmm. I played baseball with, and all the dads would come and watch the, uh, you know, Pony League baseball players and, you know, the guys oh. who had the pipe and was like, oh, talked am really this and had the bourbon, you know. He <laughs> was that guy. He was Beverly Hills, the steak and the scotch kind of guy, you know. Uh, but I indeed,
11: because Jed looked so much like Ian that after having established that Steve's character was adopted, we were able to then turn around and say Jed was his real dad because he looked so much like him. It was a whole story, right? Uh, casting determining story almost.
12: It was great. You but know, the only thing I want to ask Christina was because uh, in in season seven we also you know we knew we had an opportunity because we had her husband working. We you know, we figured we we had both of them working, but we what if we put them together and. And we did as a kind of in a Christmas show where they kind of wound up singing this duet in oh the uh, in the house, and we used their relationship to screw up Steve and Claire's relationship. It was like yes. great you are having fights about other people's relationship. There's nothing worse than that, and that, and we do that to them, and it really works great. And how was that working with your husband? You know, well, it was fabulous. We
10: we have worked together before, but not. I mean, not having a romantic situation. So that was so much fun because <laughs> we were so head over heels in love that it this was this was easy. And you're going to pay us for this? Okay.
18: <laughs>
15: <laughs> um, all right. Before, great. before Ian goes, um, a couple of quick things. Uh, do you remember when they said that your dad is going to be Rush? And what were your thoughts on that? You're muted right now. Just to, just to there you go. Yeah.
4: Um, you know, I don't, uh, the casting was never really something that they concerned me with. It was just this actor showing up and I was completely fine with that. Um, you know, you leave specialties to the specialists and, and, you know, yeah, the powers that be, you guys out there did a great job with the casting, but once he showed up on set, my God, <laughs> we were like, it was so great. Cause you'd have this bravado yeah. about him and I'd him out, and I would do the same thing. <laughs>
15: Yeah, you such know,
17: an you
4: ass. This, I love it. This uh, we asking Albie. about,
17: oh, everybody, what's it like to play with this person, with this person? Here I've known I am for all these years. I never
4: asked him this question. What was it like to play with Barry Bonds? Uh. Barry Bonds. You know, it's so funny. I've seen the picture uh, of us at the golf course. It was yeah. me and, and Jed and Barry Bonds. And Barry Bonds.
12: And Bobby Bonds, yeah. No, not, not Bobby. Really that that.
4: Um became so physically huge, but in that picture, he's not much bigger than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He, yeah. he was, uh, you know, he was a bit pompous, uh, but, you know, his uh, his baseball skills were writing the checks that his mouth was, uh, was catching the yeah. checks that his mouth was writing. So, I mean, I was pretty psyched. We worked with some amazing people, um, uh, some amazing athletes. I mean, the. Barry Bonds, and who was the football player? Steve Young. Steve
11: Young.
15: That's right. All right, listen, we're going to move the show along. Ian. Thank you so much for spending some holiday time Great with us. Great to see you. Your family. So Before, nice to see you all. Before you leave, um, what's on the tap for the menu? Is there anything interesting? Are you, uh, how's the, how, What happened with the turkey? I heard there was an incident with a turkey.
4: <laughs> Dude, I tried to make... On Thanksgiving, I tried to make a fried turkey, Okay. And everyone's like, oh, it's delicious, it's delicious. So I set the turkey, 300 degrees in the oil, it's all set. I have it ready to go. Drop the turkey in there. The, the temperature drops. So I freak out. I turn up the, the fire and it gets too hot. I burn that turkey something. So, oh, so no. it's here. So here's what's even more funny? I had another turkey breast to make a turkey roast tonight. That's it. And I go downstairs an hour ago, and one of my kids turned off the thing, oven. I, can't
15: <laughs> <regret>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man.
4: Brutal. Oh, no. so, so nice to see you all, Christina. So nice to see you. you Wonderful. Larry. Thank you. Jessica, I am, thanks um, for coming too. on, man. Oh, Thank my God, all of you. I love you. Yes. Um, and look, you,
8: you got, got another, another brand new shirt
4: on right now, my legacy shirt,
8: because
4: I sleep with that. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye, one. Great
15: to see you, Ian. Thank you so much, man. Thank much you. appreciated. Much love. All you right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And, and we're also going to say goodbye to, to Christina. But before we do, how about saying hello to uh, some other family members here Carol Potter and, and uh, James Eckhouse? Oh, yeah.
17: Christina. Hi. 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 How, how are, are, you? are you? Christina.
8: Christina. Hello. <laughs> the adults are here. The adults are
17: here.
8: Christmas is always about the parents. Well, two adults a and a sort of adult.
10: <laughs> yeah. Matt was kind of like an adult. That's right.
18: <laughs>
8: yeah. <laughs> True enough. True
15: enough. Erin, I'm sorry, I did not get to ha- get you to ask a question to Ian. I apologize. <laughs> there was so I'm much sure. going on. You got a
8: question for these guys?
15: Any one of them? Do you have a question for Christina, maybe?
3: Um, I guess for everyone, where uh, does Walsh Family Christmas rank among your all-time favorite episodes?
8: Oh God, I have no oh, idea. <laughs> wow, There's a question. <laughs> no, no idea. Hundreds of episodes. <laughs> I, mean, well, I a,
17: remember. I, I always see. thought it would be a great episode for this. a drinking game. In fact, a phenomenal episode for a drinking <laughs> game. Because how many <laughs> effing times can you say Christmas in one episode? The <laughs> <laughs> relationship between Jews and Christmas is inexplicable. And whether it's Irving Berlin or Darren Starr, you just you're there, you know, and what Charles Rosen or Jessica Klein, for that matter, you know, that that thing, you know, the um, oh, Larry Moll. Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. um Well, Chuck, we're Chris talking, about Chris
12: Chris Are we talking about the Walsh family because I have one complaint. Oh, boy. I, yep. I I Go felt it. It, it felt. Why did he have to kill Mrs. Claus? I mean, it seemed so presumptuous to like, kill a whole mythical character without like getting permission. It just seemed wrong. <laughs> Anyway, it didn't seem necessary, uh, but but anyway, that's fine. I got it off my chest. That's all, all right.
15: There you go. We're going to say goodbye to Christina. Thank you so much for your time. Thank,
12: thank you, me. thank uh, you
10: everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Please give our best to
15: Nicholas as well. We, we will be I will. Thank you here so much. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you.
10: All right. Okay,
18: so
15: right. Bye bye. We're also going to say goodbye to Aaron um, and.
17: Aaron, thanks for coming. Thanks for being thank so, you so very much. A very, very, very beautiful
15: article in um, today. That was really sweet. We we really appreciate it. And
17: much. and the fact that we became on number five will mean something to me for
12: time and memorial. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. We <laughs> were relevant for at least the all one right. news
17: cycle.
5: Yes.
12: For the one news oh, cycle, we were relevant. That's right. I, I, I am <laughs> right, hey, Go ahead, Aaron. Wait, what is am sorry.
3: Oh, I said I had so much fun rewatching all the Christmas episodes and was so happy to have an excuse to do it. And I just love that, even though, you know, of course, you have these um, sort of whimsical, you know, Christmas elements, like the sweet and sentimental stuff, like the Santa character in season two and the guardian angels. And it's a totally happening life. You know, there's so many pivotal moments in these episodes. And so right. I love, you know, such as, of course, Steve's discovery about his birth mother and the first appearance to, of uh, Suzanne and Erica later on. And I just love that combination that. There's some whimsy, but there's still really essential episodes that you know move those story arcs along. So,
18: thank
15: you so much. Really
0: a really good to thank, you. thank you
17: for that. All Thanks right, thank, thank you
15: so much. We love you here. We'll see you again soon, I'm sure, in 2021. Okay.
0: Happy holidays, everyone.
15: Bye bye. Okay, now we're gonna bring in Perry. Yeah. There's a lot of moving. Our friend Perry. Hi.
18: Perry Sam. Perry.
15: Hey guys. How I don't know if you know go?
17: James or Carol. Hello. Hi Perry. What Perry does is she is a fashion maven, and and among other things, writes about it, writes about shows, and and has kind of been looking at our show through that prism. Ah. And because this, the one thing that happens even before you get to the Walsh family Christmas inside and everything with with the family, and of course your Cindy's so positive feelings about being in Los Angeles for first Christmas, but. Um, is that Brenda gets a job at the um, at a at a boutique, and it's a pretty hip boutique. Leave it to Darren Starr, my partner uh, during this season, for sure, to make sure that we got to go into the hippest, hottest store in Los Angeles to film our Christmas episode and the one that followed, which is Tracy Ross. Terry, did you know that? Um, did you know that store of that retail store? Did that get back to the East Coast, or was that? Completely
20: an LA thing. That was completely LA.
17: Mm. Mm. All right, where celebrities go. <laughs>
15: <laughs> Guess what? We have the shop owner with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, uh, Rebecca Staub, who was Deidre in that episode. And let's see. This is this is where she throws uh, Santa Claus out of the um, out of the store. Let's watch this clip real quick. Uh.
0: So over here is our entire skin care line, now the kits come pre-wrapped, the customers like it that way. Oh, and you remember what I told you about filling out the invoices? I think so. I always add everything up on the calculator first, just to make sure the figures match. Okay. Don't worry, you'll do fine. Can't fool Santa. I thought I asked you to stay out of here. We were just having some fun.
12: The young ladies are in need of
13: some Christmas cheer.
0: Well, I'm sure you know just how to give it to them. Listen, why don't you take your big white beard and your little red suit right across the street and cheer up the security guards over at Tiffany's, hmm? Merry Christmas.
18: Merry
0: Christmas. Creep. <laughs> oh, my God,
15: that's so great. <laughs> Rebecca, what do you remember about doing that?
0: Just... um was you know funny and sad. I don't think it's ever been done. I mean, who does that?
18: <laughs> it's it's no, it, so.
0: you know, it was funny because yeah, this character was created to be such a um, you know just such an ice queen, and so it was it was one of those things where the action spoke louder than words. That you just go that just kind of cemented the character to go, who would, who would do that? Who would? Well, it is
17: the, you know, it, it, from being a, a child of Beverly Hills and knowing that the ethos and image of Beverly Hills, it was basically the store and general managers on Rodale Drive. That's who kept that alive, the snobbery, the this long after it was really starting to fade away. Mm. So I think that you, you know, coming a little later on that, I think you really represented what, Rodale Drive felt like if you weren't, and I don't mean Rodale Drive for the Gucci and the Tours. I mean a high-end, hot retail in Beverly Hills felt like if you weren't anointed and made it really clear that you had uh, your gold card was good. Yeah. Notice that I say gold card and not platinum because there was no platinum yeah,
11: card. How about that?
15: <laughs> uh, Rebecca, before we say say, say goodbye, I mean, uh, working Wait, don't you have
17: that scene with those two? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to show that,
15: that's where I was going. Yes, and uh, and but uh, working on this show must have been a, a nice opportunity at that time. What what was it like to do to work on 90210? I want to ask you.
0: It was nice because actually I got to do two episodes. You know, I did the uh, Fire and Ice afterwards, and so that's always nice because it gave it. I, I watched the show. I mean, it's always it's that thing where sometimes you you forget that you're the actor because it was a show that I watched and that I. Oh, I well,
17: we didn't know that
0: and so to be on it you know it's like one thing to be on it as an actor and one thing to be on it as a fan and one thing to be on it as as a piece of history like it was so funny because even then even then like it was it was so different like you go oh this is an institution in the making that you just knew that you know it, it was really something
18: Yeah,
0: work on that show and, you know I mean I just always like so that so you know, it was a perfect character, and it's that whole you know, kill him with kindness. You know, she always had a smile, and then you know, I was stealing, I was stealing Brenda's commissions, which is <laughs> horrible. You know that whole thing. It's like I've got you know, a house payment to make, and that's just the way it's going to be. And yeah, and, um,
17: there was a recession going on in L.A. You had to do what you had to. Do.
15: Now, Carol, you have a great scene with Rebecca. I mean, and you guys played this a couple of times. Yeah. 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 Uh, on the I remember in the season four. And
17: you played it in Fire and Ice, but one of the things why it's kosher here for Christmas is because you talk about it on the airplane in season four, four. right? And that's Somewhere the in the world. Of
5: Christmas.
12: All right. Somewhere so in the world. The, the clip show.
15: Christmas. Yes. This is feeling a little show. bit like the clip show. Here you
8: go. I like this.
12: I think your mother's finally learning to enjoy the good
8: life. I've always been able to enjoy the good life. I just never felt comfortable in the role of a Beverly Hills Society Major.
20: said that time that you came to the boutique dressed up like jean Jar And I'm wondering if I need all those
0: blouses. I don't know, you just have such good taste. Um, why don't you just leave over there whatever you don't want and I'll have the girl put them away for you. And I
8: really don't need the scarves. Or the shoes. You don't. No, I don't. No scarves, no shoes, no hundred dollar wrinkle creams, and I really don't need you telling me how much you love my good taste, or
2: how happy this will make me, or how great I'll look, or how much I deserve this, or how much I deserve that.
8: And most of all, I really don't need you kissing my butt to pad your commission while you treat your employees badly. <laughs> Better better. Carol Potter, love it.
15: Any memories on that, Carol? Oh
8: God, yes, it was so much fun. You know, Cindy didn't get to glam up very often, so right. Yeah, that's right, so that exactly. Was really, really fun. But of course, the, the coup de grace at the end is I I hand her the ticket, the parking ticket that I got. But of course, that ticket was going to come back to me. Sure. Not gonna have to pay that ticket. So, right. oh, but it was a lot of fun. It's something I would never do in real life. So it was fun, to, yeah. to do it. But, but you know, you do this for your children. You Do things for your children you would never do for yourself. <laughs> That's right, for sure. Harry, what about the outfit
17: she was wearing, and uh, and the yeah. and the stuff that was hanging on the racks? And Tracy Ross, did they yeah. make an impression?
20: They did. I mean, oh. well, first of all, I. I personally was like sort of coming off my own uh, pretty woman high. Like I was obsessed with that movie the year before. And that scene on Rodeo Drive in that movie where the shopkeepers were total bitches to Julia Roberts. I got vibes of that here, which I sort of loved because that was a famous scene. That just just made an impression on me from Pretty Woman. So I remember just being delighted that there was another sort of bitchy storekeeper in Deidre. Um, But rewatching it. The outfits were ridiculous. They were amazing. I mean, Deidre's like buttoned up black and white outfit was incredible. And Brenda's vest. I mean, I love a vest. When I was on on a while map with Christine Elise, I was talking about her vests. But I'm eager to dabble in the vest. But Brenda's vest look was really nice. It was sort of holiday-ish. I loved how the outfits were holiday-ish but appropriate for California. Because I think if that scene took place on the East Coast, everybody would be in Big sweaters and big wool coats and big scarves, yes. fur hats, and I loved how it still felt sort of wintry, which was a departure from the outfits that I'd normally seen on on the show. Because even when it was winter, nobody really dressed like it. They always sort of wore summery stuff. So I thought the clothes were perfect. I'd wear a lot of those things now, honestly.
15: We can't do an episode without getting this question. Uh, ask her about Shannon, Pete. Very very loud. I assume that is about for Rebecca, oh, not her? Her. Is
17: that Rebecca? Jessica? Rebecca. Sure no, oh, Rebecca. Yeah, with no, yeah, So, so you start.
15: Well, Tell me about Janin. since there was all that exclamation points.
17: Of course, in this show, she's
15: Brenda.
5: Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm
0: trying to think of... Uh, I, mean, I thought that Deidre was kind of brought on as a, as a kind of an excuse for because didn't it come on later episodes when when Brenda starts acting kind of uppity and snobby and stuff that the other girls are like oh you're acting just like Deidre I thought that there was oh, a that, line that,
15: that, that is referenced somewhere yes I think that, that is referenced yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: so it was you know it was it was also a you know like a plot point it was a vehicle for kind of, you know, laying a, an attitude down that, you know, then if, if Brenda emulated, it's like, oh, that's where she got it. Uh, what yeah. it do I mean, it was funny because I was thinking TV land, things that it was Christmas, we would have shot this so much earlier, you know, maybe in August or something, but I know it had to be close to Christmas because in the trailer, it was always talks about, what everybody was buying everybody else for Christmas. And so if you ask about Shannon, there was like this big conversation that she was always having about what she was, you know, getting her boyfriend and that kind of stuff. And so I remember like we had to actually be shooting it relatively close to the holidays, you know, that it it wasn't that big of a lead time.
12: Yeah. no, Turned over pictures pretty quickly then. Yeah.
17: yeah it, well, we did. We had, uh, you know, especially when we had a show, this was a this was a two hour ninety minute. I think it was actually a two hour.
12: I thought it was ninety, Chuck. Was it, it, it ninety? It, it was like a six over sixty uh, minutes of uh, running time, which meant that it would have been about thirty I, minutes of commercial or, or twenty five. Yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that. It was a ninety minute. The only right, it's like a little movie.
17: So we mm. conceivably, even if it's not credited as such, we probably had two editors cutting this.
12: Same. Yeah. So,
15: all right. Let me before uh, all right, we're gonna say goodbye to Rebecca. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll, we'll- thank you. And Rebecca,
17: I was really happy when I when I went to do my fir- first due diligence to find you, how much work you've done all these years. And congratulations on well, that. I've
0: been, I've been busy, still am. So Yeah, I saw that. Good good yeah. for you.
17: All right
15: uh thank Did, you for that. James
17: go? Is he coming back
15: no nope.
17: uh, james he says.
15: james left and said uh thank you for everything uh so oh um,
17: we didn't get to our questions
0: before.
15: i know we had some good james questions okay so uh, we're rebecca we're gonna call say good call me
0: anytime
15: we will thank definitely all, all right, right. <laughs> before uh before you leave carol and i was gonna say this to james um you know obviously uh i think we all associate the holiday time with this episode, one of the one of the episodes anyway, and the Walshes and whatnot. Um, what are the holidays like for you, Carol Potter? Because I know uh, as somebody who's not going home for Christmas this year, seeing you and being here with you makes me feel at home. So uh, what, what is it
8: like for you? Well, that's very sweet. I mean, what it's like for me this year is I'm not doing much of anything, but But um, during the when I was doing the show, um, oh, we gave each other ornaments every year for Christmas. We had a big, beautiful Christmas tree in the living room. Um, I decorate the house with um, like holly berries. It's not really holly. It's a West Coast version, but I have a couple in my yard. And um, I put pine cones all over the place and we have stockings on the, you know, my son has—he's got like two stockings with his name on them. <laughs> I've got one stock. My my husband had like three stockings with his name on them. <laughs> so uh, we did a pretty big deal. We didn't, you know, we didn't necessarily do a big food thing for Christmas. Um, mm. I remember lasagna. Nice. Christmas yeah. Eve.
15: <laughs>
18: that sounds good.
8: But, um, but we really did get into I, I love deck the tree and, you know, putting on the light. We always use little tiny white lights. And my husband taught me how to trim the trees. So you get a very, very full tree and you trim it so that it's in layers. So you can actually hang ornaments like right next to the trunk and all Mm. the way out. So you, so you can look into the tree and there are little surprises. Mm. Um, I mean, I have so many ornaments, ornaments upstairs. I I can't even put them all on one tree.
15: (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Such an incredible moment. You watched back this episode, uh, Walsh family, Christmas and, you know, uh, you know, Cindy wants this white Christmas and all that, right? Um, what are yeah. your thoughts looking back on on that? Well,
8: I have to say that Cindy's Cindy's um, sentiments echo my own, and I've been living here since 1981. I still I still can't believe we can have hot weather at Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in New Jersey, and we almost never had a white Christmas. Um, yeah. which is different from Minnesota, for sure. But, but I, I do find this warm weather this time of year very anti-Christmas. It's just wrong. Right.
17: <laughs> See, uh, as a local boy, Carol, growing up here, Christmas means really great sunsets. There you go. And that has <laughs> right, been right in front.
12: Been, of you. Right in front because of it's
17: right in front. It's, mm-hmm. it's this. And it's oh. one of the only times of the year that the pink in the sky isn't there because of the pollutants? Oh, it's yeah, actually yeah. there because of the level of the Because we've had rain. a little and it used to, you know, the other thing about Christmas in LA, because it used to rain. It used to rain. Yeah, but that was my oh, Christmas God. memories. We'll go through them a little later. They're, yeah. they're all about um before climate change.
15: All right. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shift the show a little bit, but before Carol leaves, I want to share this with you, Melanie, who was backstage, I don't see her anymore. Uh, is doing this hunts thing and they send reenactments in and somebody uh, sent us this. This is when you returned <laughs> uh, season six. this is the reenactment that they that they made.
12: It's, it's a return It's a return from Hong Kong where your right. you're, you're, you're marriage is in jeopardy
8: I remember one of the uh, notes that I got from the director was okay, you're looking around and seeing the changes that they've made and you like them
12: okay. The director was Jason Dueser It was Jason I, love one, that.
8: I walked in and I'm going, what the hell did they do to my house? <laughs> <laughs> a more realistic response
0: You like them um, well, 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 love you. Well, uh
15: Carol, thank you for joining us. Great holiday. Great to see you. Yeah. Merry good
8: Christmas. You, Carol,
12: good to see you Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas,
8: guys. I All hope right. that, you know maybe sometime next year we'll actually be able yeah, to do yeah.
12: V-Day, V-Day.
17: That's it. I'm All right. good we do see you in your show up in Greystone. Uh, we
8: gotta, I'll get to see you next year. I know. Well, hopefully we will be back doing it next year. Who knows? Mm.
15: All right. So we're gonna bring on. We're gonna say goodbye to Carolyn Perry and uh, Bye, better. Perry. Always, great. Great. Always look amazing. Great to see you. Okay. No
20: stop. Good to see you guys. Yep. Thank
15: you for <laughs> being here. All right, um, and now we are, are we going to down? add on Karen Rosen. Good,
12: good, good,
17: good, good, very good.
12: Okay.
9: Whew.
17: Two
12: uh, Jessicas
17: in one place. I know.
12: Uh, All right.
18: Why an an honor. A, refresh. honor.
9: I'm not
11: worthy again. of being on a panel with this Jessica. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
18: yeah, you,
11: you did a great job in the schtissel panel, by the way. Oh, thank you. they were, they
14: were something.
15: Uh, I want to ask before we get into all of this uh, I want to ask Jessica Shaw you know you looked at I'm sure you've seen this episode Only uh,
14: 7,000 times I mean 7,001 because I watched it today again because of course I did
15: We're talking about it's a total happening uh, it's a total, it's a totally happening life. Excuse me. And, season three. Uh,
12: season three.
15: From season three, which is significant to Charles and Larry. I'm sorry, Charles and Karen, because they they wrote this together. And there is a special person in this episode that we never get to see.
17: <laughs>
12: Are we gonna see him? Hey. Come on, Bobby. Hopefully, hey, Bobby.
17: Can you make it, dude? Are we gonna have Hi, to try Bobby. to do it? Right. Hey,
12: hey. it
0: okay. He's
17: Hey.
12: Uh, <laughs> There
8: he is. Yes,
12: Bob. Bobby, he's frozen or what? I think. Oh, uh, oh yeah. no!
9: <laughs>
12: he's really good. If he if he's not frozen, he's really. Why don't we
17: show? Why don't we show the star? Some of the star stuff from yeah, we, the episode. Yeah, let's see what and Melanie done here. will Worker magic, and maybe it'll get fixed.
15: Yeah, let's see if I can pull that. Uh, it's good. Bobby, for those that don't know, Bobby Costanzo is nope. the person that uh, does all oh. the cool stuff in it's a, it's a Totally Happening Life, all the narrations and the voiceovers. He, he plays
12: and, Clarence. That's right. He plays Clarence. Yes. You- um, okay,
15: mm-hmm. we can't hear him. I'm going to remove him and hope that this is one of those clips. That is not the clip. Nope. nope. <laughs> you know, when I that is not the clip. Nope. Uh, I don't think he sent it to me. No, is, excuse
20: me, but you don't
6: know the real danger. Their bus is on a collision course with a truck.
9: I fixed that already. I got that truck rerouted.
6: But I didn't even tell you about it yet.
9: I took the liberty of skipping ahead a few pages.
6: But how did you fix
9: it? it wasn't easy. It's a complicated
12: move, and you can only use it one time per catastrophe craig clemens is on the 405 to long beach as we speak
6: craig clemens who cares about craig clemens greg clemens is the guy driving that other truck
12: which other truck
6: that other truck hey this truck's going the wrong way on a one-way street
9: I didn't.
6: You mean it was?
17: A higher power. Wow.
15: Thank you. That was great stuff. We lost Bobby. He's trying to figure it all out. But let me ask Charles and Karen. We did a little bit of a watch along on this Uh, writing. Talk to everybody who's watching about writing this, putting this together. It was a dream, right?
17: Yeah, it really was. You know, I, I taught at UCLA for a little bit in the writers program and I used to tell my students if they had a problem with the script, go to sleep. That's your subconscious takeover. And Jess, I don't know if you remember, but that's what I did with this one. Um, you, I, I remember straight, I when remember... I
11: rewatched this, I just want to interrupt you for one minute and
17: congratulate
11: both you and your wife. It's a beautiful episode. Oh, it was okay. great to rewatch. Oh, thank it.
17: you. I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it, it too. Appreciate you guys. Well, what what uh, we were late on. We we're always late on holiday episodes because, truthfully, you know, Darren liked doing his Mister Walsh because he could direct that episode. But otherwise, it was like a Christmas, we got to get through the Christmas thing to get to other. So it fell on me. Uh, okay, you got to do it now. And we had nothing. We were pretty close to our like time. We got to do this, and. Um, and I was sleeping in the girls' room. They slept together, and I woke up and I said, "You know," and, and at that time, it's a wonderful life was in the public domain. The copyright had elapsed, and it was on TV in Los Angeles, and I bet New York every fifteen minutes at this time because they could run it for free. And so it was. all and and also one of my favorite movies of all time. The, the my favorite Frank Capra movie for sure, and um. And so I wake up in the dream. I think, well, what if we had talking stars? There'd be an accident and we could do things like that. And I came to Jessica and Steve. And Steve, you know, used to be very mild-mannered, not. And he just went, I love this! You know, and, and we were off to the races, Karen and I are doing it. Um, is, you know, I think it was one of our, you know, where, here's the story, Karen, now we'll put some dialogue together and, Oh, you know, do you remember it that way? Pretty much me structure your dialogue, Karen, or how do you?
19: Well, the, the, this particular episode, look, is is very expositional uh, and brings all the stories up to date with flashbacks to things that hadn't happened yet that, or that we hadn't filmed before, you know, some of those. So that's where we had to sort of go the forward, backward, forward. That was all Chuck, I'm pretty sure. Very sure. And... Um, and yeah, and then it was once we got there, now what do we do with the characters? I think that was my,
8: my there's particular. A,
14: there's, so much, there's so many mind-blowing moments in this episode, too. Like Brandon and Andrea kiss. And I mean, there's there are things that are like, oh, my God. <laughs> these are game changers all wrapped in already a high concept situation.
19: Yeah, Yeah, it was, and you know, in the over the, we thought, sort of thought this was one where some fans weren't so cool on it because it really wasn't. I don't know. It was a high concept. It still had, uh, you know, the storylines of the people. Right. Well, we always. You could yeah. watch this one without really knowing what was going on, because there's a lot of recapping. So it does kind of bring you up to speed with all the characters. So that and was... So,
17: and we, we loved it. We did it. Our, our inner circle loved it, you know, in the show. So we're fine. And just I don't know if you remember, at, at right before... We went away right before we got into commencement, Kieran and I went down to Jamaica just to have a little bit of time to ourselves and finally get a little bit of a passes for a vacation and a, a 90210 schedule. And we run into this someone nice, you know, looking tourist, and who basically says to us, "She's a fan of the show," and we're really happy. He says, "Oh yeah, I really like the the interaction, the characters, the triangle. Maybe you don't do those dumb Talking Star episodes." That was was my first
18: public
14: exposure.
17: But we've since heard
19: other people who really, really enjoy it.
17: (laughs) Yeah, but really, okay, we're down a peg
14: now. I did have a question about the Talking Stars. I feel like Clarence and Miriam sound a little like, and I appreciate this as as a Jewish lady from New York. They sound <laughs> like they're like from the Lower East Side.
18: Well, it's Bobby, Bobby her, Costanzo
17: with an O. That's and right. Bobby Costanzo, I I want to predict this. Bobby, you're not here. I can't ask you. I don't think you got a bar mitzvah, did
19: you? No. Nero.
17: The Nero. And, wrote, and, and uh, the other one, uh, I you know, she's so sweet. But you, Pete, you couldn't find her, right?
12: To come
15: back? No, Chuck. I could not find her. I tried to find her. But we also can't find Bobby, so there's...
12: Chuck, did you oversee the uh, recording of Bobby and uh, the other angel? Were you there for the uh, for the uh, ADR, so to speak? Or? I was. Great. Yeah, okay. it made a difference.
15: Before we get to our next guest, I want to bring on Melanie, who has been doing the hunts. We have to get to some show stuff. We have a hunts thing, and she needs to announce the winners of this this Yay. hunt thing. And then we're gonna start. And Denise Dows is gonna be us. We have a whole bunch of things we're trying to get to. So here's yeah. Melanie. Hey,
16: guys. Out of
17: order, did. Yeah. I know. Yes.
16: You. yes. little uh, out of order. We were we we're trying to troubleshoot some Bobby stuff, and I don't know if it's uh, gonna yeah, work, yeah. but we tried our best. So yeah.
15: Yes. All right, Melanie, you have at this point now tr- to have to announce uh, the winners of the hunts that have been going on. We saw a beautiful uh, sample. That's not in the running, though. I just showed something that's not even up for, for anything. Right. right. Do you <laughs> have
16: the one with Caitlin jumping out of the box, though? That is a good one. We could do that I'm as a, do that.
15: a... Okay. Little... Do I have the one of Caitlin jumping out of the box? Yes.
4: What is in this present I have...
6: Dashing through the smog. Everyone do an open
16: Porsche. To the washes house we go. Kathleen went for Steve. Ho, ho, ho.
18: All right. Yeah, we,
16: we really liked that. She won the funniest. So awesome job. All right. We're just going to get right into this. Uh, we're going to start with our third place prize winner. Um, I've got all the names in a hat right here. We're going to move through quick. If we draw duplicates, we're just going to draw again. So our third Third prize winner is Maya Rebecca, who was also our first signature. Congratulations, Maya. Great job. We loved all your submissions. Okay. All right. We're on to (laughs) second place. Moving along, moving along, mixing the names up. We have Erica1128, who wins our second prize. She did that snowblower video. Love it. Erica, congratulations. Okay our first place winner coming out of the big purple stocking here this mm-hmm. is for a 300 gift card of choice uh beverly thrills 90210 and that's caitlin who jumped out of the box so um congratulations she nailed it that's and beautiful. now
17: she's oh wow, right. what season was that from what's when what was that scene six or seven guys
16: uh, she just that's did that a as a as a reenactment, a and she made, she made up an original nine oh two and oh Christmas. Oh, um, that's
17: yeah. definitely yeah. For a surprise. Yeah. Just make yeah. it all. Up. All right,
15: Melanie. We we did did. Melanie says that she has a surprise for me. I can't even imagine what that is. We will uh. see you. We will see you back ear a little bit later on but yes. look, guess what look this is we're moving things in and out it's a it's a party it's a super duck deluxe party uh,
12: wow. oh man it is super deluxe here we love her so much
15: so hey Christine hey kids oh okay. hey, hi.
2: Hey. oh good to
15: rich. see
2: you rich.
15: yeah it's good to see yeah. you hey um I it's want to play you. this clip yeah. Wow,
18: that's <laughs> great, I love that. it's great. <laughs>
15: I want to play this clip before, before uh, you jump into this, Christina. This is when Brandon came to visit Emily at the hospital. So here is that. Look, I
17: just want to say I'm sorry for all of
2: this stuff. Emily, I
4: didn't come here for that. This
2: place has been really good for me. Some people have a lot of stuff going on in their heads they spend their whole lives not dealing with. i am going to know myself really well by the time I leave this place.
12: When's that going to be?
2: Soon. I may actually even go home tomorrow for Christmas dinner. it's going back to school, it's going to be the real challenge. Maybe Andrea can write an article, Nutcase Returns to West Beverly.
20: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
15: All right. Now, Charles, you had something you wanted to say about uh, Christine's performance here, yes?
17: A lot of things, Christine. You know, I think that rehab place was doing really well for, for Emily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Very really... Well, as you wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> but you also... It was a real different... Well, how Darren Starr wrote it. And directed. I want to ask you about Darren's direction, but also... the. the just the way and I and I you know just because it went the scene was a two-minute scene I just took a, a, a snippet but you know your whole countenance your whole presence you know it was like there it, I really liked it because it gave us the idea that you can even though you know everything with my desperate Valentine and, and not everything like that that it, if that was true that you could be uh more in touch with yourself and could uh, you know really look beautiful my my darling, you know that's a. I, my, I think that is my favorite look of all of them. Is right that moment, and I and uh, I wonder what you think about it, looking all these back, all these years. That particular scene.
2: Well, why don't you ask that? Because I I didn't think I would be able to be here tonight, so I recorded it ahead of time. And what I said about my favorite thing about that scene is that my hair doesn't have roots, which I have. You think I look beautiful because my hair looks fucking good. You
0: know,
2: and it, it couldn't look that way the whole run. Like, I, I know I auditioned with the Roots, but, um, you know, they were
14: correctable. Um, but some Roots over here, I love the Roots.
2: Well, thank you. And I, it's a recurring theme in my career. But, um, but it's not the way the hair is meant to look. It's how it looks when a girl is either too poor or too lazy to get it dealt with or has COVID, you know, and if you have <laughs> You wear a hat a lot because you.
19: Well, it was not style for a while, a little while, it was.
2: You know, in, in all fairness, too, I said I pointed out in the the, the my singing of the um, Mercedes Benz thing in the in the quad. If you look at my hair and Tori Spelling's hair, we both have the exact same color of blonde hair with the exact same extent of dark roots, and yet I was some like edgy weird girl, and she was the mainstream. Regular girl, and our hair was really the same. Mine was just shorter. Um, right. But so, so I think you think I look beautiful, Chuck. Chuck. I think because mm-hmm. my hair is cleaned up. Um, so, thank you for that.
17: Um, and Rachel, yeah, you, you, know, looked, you look kind of happy and self-content and like being with Jason, Brandon, excuse me. And you, you, you were you acting. Same, same acting,
11: yeah. I guess that's
17: it. I guess that's what it
11: was. You was it acting like she'd gotten better.
15: This is a really nice compliment.
11: Writing—that's the writing. That's not my acting. That's the writing. What is doing it was the writing and the directing and your performance? You made yeah. us believe from, what was the, written on the
17: page of the, of the triangle.
15: A, uh, writers, writer Writer Manette says, "I'm glad they treated Emily's condition with respect and nuance instead of just acting like she was desperate for no reason and making her a one-off character." Really nice uh, compliment there. Um,
2: it is I'll- actually, and I think that mental illness. Was not a, and it was touched on so, just so delicately with that, with on your show. But, uh, but it hadn't really been touched upon in mainstream television at all, really, right? So, I, I, no.
17: kids, that's for sure, not too much. Yeah. unless they had a condition, you know. <laughs>
2: um,
17: Christine,
15: also, you know, I wanted to throw this to you. Uh, you wrote a Christmas episode in season seven, right? Uh, <laughs> the gift wrapped episode. Do you remember writing that and uh, what that experience was like for you?
2: I do remember, yeah, I wrote it and I wrote it, I think I wrote it with, with my partner, Sam Sarkar, who's my partner for two of the three. I think we have three together, two together and I wrote one, one alone. For different reasons, but um, yeah, I do. Uh, writing for the show was a gift. Um, you know, I, I hustled for that job. I think I told that story how I hustled for the right the writing job in a previous episode, yeah. and that Chuck uh was kind enough to trust me with uh, doing it. Uh, but it, it, it's not the task that it might seem. Well, oh, you wrote that. Like I wrote the Christmas one. I wrote the Jeopardy one. I wrote a Halloween one. Um, but. On a serial show like this, when the, when the storylines, the arc is written for so many characters, and the storylines are like veins that can't be broken. I can't just run in and go. And now, Jay, now Brandon declares he's gay. Like I don't.
14: Like I have
18: no control. Right. <laughs>
2: so, um, so it's really just a gift of like give you an incredible bone structure, and you put the meat on those bones, and it, it's not a difficult task. And it's a, it's a gift if any a writer gets to do that. So, um, Christine, I,
14: who was the easiest and hardest character to write, especially after having been on the show?
2: Uh, without giving any names away, I had my own personal preferences for people, for human beings, for actors on the show, male and female, and I would write things that I felt would be funny or difficult or embarrassing for the actors to do. <laughs> um, so I'm not above a little bit of being catty. So nobody, nobody was difficult to write for because the characters are very like um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? It's not iconic, but
17: malleable, um, fungible.
2: No, 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 no. Less than, more structured than This prototypical. I, I mean, like his character
17: defined,
15: maybe.
2: Other words are prototypical, but um, they were defined. But, but they're like defined in throughout all of nature. There's the rich kid. There's the slutty. Uh, archetypical. Archetypical.
17: There you go. Archety- Leave <laughs> <Well, laughs> it the, the I'm a plan, editor who knows what the right word would be. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: word always escapes me, and I want to use it all the time, and it always escapes me. I should have a tattoo in my body. Um, <laughs> really, I want to talk about that word a lot. And in that show, this show, like Gilligan's Island, too. Archetypical, like archetypes, and. Mm. They're not difficult to write for. They're they're fun to write for because you hope to give them some nuance. So you got again, you have bone structure and mm. you try to like meet them up and hopefully you're putting the meat on them. It's not the same meat everyone's eaten, you know, for 30 years. You're putting some more interesting right. <laughs> more, a, different marinade, a different marinade on that meat.
17: There you go. Good question. I just wanted to have a question before we move. Oh, go on. Just, <laughs> do you have any memories of Darren's direction? No. Okay, fair
2: enough. Isn't that All crazy? Right. Because it's, crazy. it's crazy, but I don't.
17: All right,
15: we're going to move the show along, uh, Christine. Before you leave, is there anyone that you want to say a, an F word about today? Or do you got I want into
2: the bottom of Jessica Alba <laughs>
18: yeah.
2: and the fact that she lives. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> She's an actress on the planet.
18: <laughs> I
2: love you. Fabulous.
15: She's amazing. We love Jessica out right
2: here.
17: Isn't she loving
5: Yeah. It's always good seeing
15: you. Uh and we will right. see you again, I'm sure. Thank you so much Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. That was Christine. She's always so lovely. I love having yeah, her.
17: Well, yeah, absolutely. Karen and I, you know, because she was with Jay, we would see her at, at times. Uh them together. Was well, watched, you the nice watched the
15: Rolling Stones with her, right? You watched the Rolling Stones concert. Absolutely. With her.
17: And watched all the They lived around, right there.
11: around the corner from me. So it was, they lived in my neighborhood. Yes, they sure time. did. They were
17: up the, up the road.
15: Yes. Charles, before we move this on, do we want to talk about the, the bus gag in uh, It's a Totally Happening Life? Did we Did we say anything about that? I saw this note here.
14: I hope you do, because I'm dying to know about that special effect.
17: Well, it's the one that when you only have $444, you you go to the, the store and you do it. This one, um, you know, cost about $442. It came together. And, you know, this was all our post-production group and really Dave Semmel and Kenny Miller. I mean, and they showed it to me with the crinkly and this. We talked about, you know, I, I was fine. I realized, I mean, I, Pete asked when we were doing it when, Yesterday, when we were watching it the other day, we were watching it together. The mm-hmm. the, you know, the talking stars was not originally when you think, Oh, I'm gonna the stars, are gonna be you're not gonna speak too sedentary things because there was already computer graphics in 1992, but I realized we couldn't really do it. And I really like the kind of fun Hamish quality. And you who are uh, out there watching, if you put on this episode during the holidays, one effect, unless you know, CBS cut it for the music or something, that when it comes up from the store, the Walsh house, it moves up to the stars. And it's it's kind of very engaging. And there was just such a simplicity about it. And I didn't mind that it was really looked very fake because come on, fucking right. stars. But, but again, you know, I love my, one of my favorite lines of season three and certainly would be in my top 100, no question about it was it's a higher power. Certainly is delivered by Bobby
15: Costanzo. All right, time now, to meet-
17: I want to say one other thing about Bobby Costanzo. Larry, he played. You played football with
12: him, right? I did. I mean a power hitting uh, left left handed hitter. I played in, the, in a game in '78 at Fairfax with uh, Bruno Kirby, Jeff Goldblum, Chris uh-huh. Guest, all uh-huh. the young New York actors all played together. Steve Collins. Um, anyway, that was. Uh, I wish Bobby was with us, but. Uh, yeah. That's okay. All right. Let's listen, guys,
15: I want to move the show along. We got some really exciting things happening here. This is going to be Good. outrageous what's about to happen. Mark <gasps> speaking Kylie. It's not
17: oh, even Mark Kylie. It's Mark speaking oh, Kylie.
5: Kylie. Oh, and right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas. time.
21: We've
18: got oh, the faculty here. Larry. <laughs> great, great, great. 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 great.
15: But, but Denise, we couldn't do this segment without this person.
18: <laughs> hey. hey, I'm right. hey, okay, so wrong.
7: tired and I'm crying. I can't stand it. Yeah.
18: Great to see
1: you. All are look so you? Good. Oh, my God. You guys look great. It's so good. To <laughs> see. I cannot believe I am seeing you guys. <laughs>
2: This wow. Wonderful.
1: Uh, How are you? How are you, Mark, Denise, Jessica? Every- How is everybody? So good. <laughs> you're living in COVID. Yeah, COVID. I know, COVID.
7: Um, I know I'm doing the best I can, but what a an amazing moment to see all your faces, to see who, a, a, a group of people who made and changed my career. Yeah. And,
18: you
1: know, you made and changed your career. It was an opportunity, and you took it.
17: Oh, that's beautiful. I like how that sounded. had yeah. yeah. yeah, such fun, Pete. I don't know, uh, and Jess, I don't know if you know this. Gabrielle Denise and I did a <laughs> staged reading together <laughs> of everybody's talking about it, directed by really? Rosen. That was
1: so fun, from, from Mike, the Blaze so fun. Girls,
17: and we did it a couple of years ago, and it okay. was great. And that's the last time I, I've had a chance to see Denise. So yeah, I'm I very so, well. It's
11: really exciting it. to see lady. Denise. I and have to explain like
7: to the audience here, so, but it's, I just used a hat today.
0: Yeah.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring on Mark. Too. I just want to bring on
15: Mark.
17: Lily, oh, really? I
15: just want to make sure that we got, hey, I'm here. Lil- we got
17: Mark for you. There yeah, Mark, he is. Uh, Thank is you.
15: A, a Mark Kylie super fan and we wanted to I make am. sure you had the opportunity to, to to say hello to you too. So, Lily Aww. is here on the show with us. Oh, I got to
21: say hi to Mark, to Denise, to Gabby. I got to say hi to everyone.
18: Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Merry
7: Christmas. Merry
18: Christmas.
7: Lily, where do you live? Can I just I'm say in this? Connecticut? I, I was in, in Times Square,
18: mm-hmm.
7: and um, I, I think it was maybe five, six years ago. And to be recognized in Times Square, in <laughs> McDonald's in Times Square, are you Mrs. Teasley? Oh, <laughs> it just blew. It continually blows. That was me. Uh, that
17: was me. That no. was me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's Jessica's like, in New York. Yeah. yeah.
15: Well, hang on. Let me put these two people next to each other. Mark and, and Gabby. Let's do
1: oh that. Hey, I have that Mark since you have so good. Show? It's
5: been so long.
1: How are wow. you?
5: I'm good. I'm good.
1: Where are um, you living?
5: Glad to be here. I'm on the East Coast. Wow. So I'm in uh, a sweet little spot in Rhode Island. It's a southern kind, a little, little beach town. Um, I yeah, love Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. My daughter
1: went to RISD. I yeah. love Rhode Island. Fabulous. So,
5: uh, 20 minutes away. Everything's 20 to 40 minutes
17: away in Providence. Oh, wow.
5: Mark, really big. if like... you're in
17: Rhode Island and you're at a beach town, you catch waves? Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm in the ocean all the time. I swam actually a week ago.
5: All right. Hi. 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 Hi
17: i yeah. oh, the guy. No
15: wonder we cast him. Gabrielle, I'm curious. Uh, you worked with Mark a lot all those years ago. Yeah. Was there some crush? A great
1: guy. Huh? Was there
15: any crushy, crushy on uh, on Gil Meyer for you too <laughs> back in the day?
1: Maybe a little bit. <laughs> you we know always got along. Uh Mark is a great. So Mark, you are really it's great to work with you. I mean, I haven't it's been so many years yeah, since it, but such a really grounded, clear actor, supportive, really wonderful to work with you. I, so nice to see your face.
5: Thank you. Wonderful. That's very nice of you to say, but we did, we okay. we connected early and um, the nicest thing was you were very open to, to mm-hmm. trying to mind this relationship, discover what it is that, you know, Karen Charles and everyone was writing um, and that was, You know, I'm an actor, so I love that. We would Mm -hmm. get together, we'd look at the scene, we'd break it down. Um, Never
20: afraid to work. It was great.
5: Always giving, always giving. And not and selfless. Not about you all the time, right? It was you. You opened up to everybody on the cast. You always had a giving, um, easy flow of energy, camera rolling or not. You know, so Mm -hmm. I I, I totally dug you.
17: Yeah. I say this all the time. i get emotional you
15: know.
19: here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, <all the> time, <laughs> all right. I would show up at oh, work. Yes, want to say I'm something. Just, okay, so I want to say something um, because I, I, Chuck might have been just about to say this himself, but I remember Mark. You came in to read for a different part, wasn't that the case? And and we were blown freaking away by your audition in the room. It was one of those. Hi. 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 And, and and we, we wanted you, you
17: to, to be Mr. Mr. Rick. And we, we, and we we were said, outvoted. yeah and we have we were told and we, we had yeah, uh, to bring you, we
19: knew you had to play something it was so fortuitous that that part came and you were yeah. available and it was yeah, that. It's it's that in the room wait let me just say in the room auditioning is a really hard place to, to to act it's a really hard place to do and some people just are really bad at it but wonderful actors because that place is very Tough to do it. And Mark had mastered it. He did it such a convincing performance, being in love with our casting director that we thought maybe they had a thing going on. I mean, that's how he was.
14: <laughs> oh, did you make him sing Great Balls of Fire during his audition for Rick?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, so that room, you guys were also really welcoming. It was early uh, in my TV, career, starting out doing a lot. Um, but you guys are really good. Paul Wagner was there as well. Obviously, he was. You know, mm-hmm. and and the vibe in the room allowed for good work. Good, yeah. Good.
19: Well, if you had the talent, you 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 did. And I just want you to know, mm-hmm. I remember it thirty years ago, like 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 better than last year, actually.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really psyched that you and Charles would be here, and Peter, thanks uh-huh. for me to come on. Yeah, yeah absolutely, was, it's man. We got a lot a of stuff. We right I was, just, I was going to say,
15: like, we just get so many requests for you all the time. People absolutely love you and love the work that you did. Now, we're going to ask you, Mark, any crushy, crushy on uh Gabrielle back in the day?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <He still has laughs> a crush on we got some skills, right? So we got to let that play, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and I introduced her to my wife early on. You know,
17: and you were newlywed at that's, that point. That's the yeah.
1: key to having a. Um, I think as an actor, um, if you're going to have love interests, if you're in a relationship, it's very important. And I do it very early, just like Mark said, I introduce and talk about my husband. So it's really clear and it frees us up to have a great time yeah. because it's clear there is no crossing the line. And that is just
5: there is not a story about that. So, so I would do that in other roles. Um, work with the actress and try to get her comfortable, have her meet Ellen if we were doing something like that. And I remember distinctly this one girl, I was sitting next to going, you know, are you okay? We wanna do this. And she turned and looked at me dead-eyed and goes, this is where you become more comfortable. I was like, yeah, probably. We had an easy flow and uh, and always, always enjoyed each other. Um, I want to ask you
15: this. This is not a Christmas episode question, but when you guys shot all of that stuff with with uh, you know Gabrielle on the walking on the 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 beam and all that stuff and the high wire, the high wire. Sorry, yeah, uh, the high wire and all that stuff. Do you guys have memories of shooting that uh, for for Mark? I'm going to ask him.
5: That that was um, just a little chaotic because it was the dreamy kind of sequence, you know, and um, um. I do remember having a few thoughts of just go with it because <laughs> uh, you know and, and, and it was a real high wire
1: it was I trained for the high wire yeah, that's and
5: right. you, had, you had worked it out but uh, um, yeah I mean that's like, that's like 1992 right was, yeah. <laughs> 1992. I'm telling
1: you Mark when I'm listening in Denise for you guys to know that when I'm literally I've done this now with you guys like twice two other times and you talk about things I cannot remember. I mean, they, it is embedded within their soul. The story's going on, and all the characters, like Larry's going off and saying, I remember this and that. And Jessica, all you guys, Charles, er, Karen, everybody keeps talking about stuff. I'm like, oh, that, oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, well, we and, have at the scripts and
7: the too. episodes
19: that helps us remember truthfully. <laughs>
5: yeah. Uh, okay, well, I will tell you this, though. I, I put my name up there because uh, I know people are watching this show because I kept getting texts or little phone calls going, hey, Gil freaking Meyer.
17: <laughs> <laughs> Word is out, man. I, I don't know where I
7: hear you. I, you know, I just wanted to fire you.
17: <laughs>
15: yes. you. You know what I want to ask Gabrielle too. How important do you think the 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 faculty characters were to this to the show? Uh, Denise and and Mark.
1: I think they, I actually think it gave a lot of texture to the show. I mean, it really allowed us to tell fuller stories, and you guys were. I mean. You have to know. I mean, I now I have not seen Mark all these years. It's wonderful to see him, but Denise and I have seen each other throughout the years. Um, so wonderful. I mean, just blossom, just wonderful, wonderful. But uh, these are. It was. It was fun to be able to act with. You know, they came on so prepared, so focused. To allowed us really to extend outside of our day in and day out work. It really made our stories more colorful and full and. Really, I mean, they were such strong anchors during a time of, you know, it wasn't always easy on set. Right, guys? We can all talk about that. And
17: Really? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I always was on the other part of town.
1: I never knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being, not always being so easy on set, you know, it was always great. They were anchors. Truly wonderful. Like, just that's why when I came on, it, seeing their faces after all these years, it only brings up good feelings because... Uh-huh.
18: That's awesome,
15: Denise. How about you? A question for you. Uh, seeing these guys, uh, Gabrielle and Mark, all these years later, what is what is your what are you feeling today?
7: Well, you know, it's so interesting. We're at the holidays, and um, Mark, I haven't seen you in forever. Forever, but we were like the grownups. Yes, and um, but what we were were received with grace because at the end of the day the show wasn't about us and what's Gabrielle saying about us being the anchors and I think that that's who we were because the story was about kids and and, and, um, you know, I've been in touch with Gabrielle over the years and I'm so proud of her accomplishments and what she's done for SAG, what she's done for the Union but, you know we 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 touch people's lives and we entertain can i just
19: say also something peter that denise you should know and that you are based on our actual school principal that we that our little children from their elementary school who was a most amazing educator leader organizational head of great renown and respect. She was a wonderful woman. Uh, we didn't use her name, we used another friend name, another teacher's name, actually. Um, oh, oh, only, oh, only the best memories of the actual, uh, both Mrs. Teasley and the character on whom Mrs. Teasley is based. So she has a, a big part in our heart, actually, every time we hear the name. That was- you have a
11: big part in my heart because I, the way it worked with character payments, is whoever had the first episode with a character in it got paid a few hundred dollars every time she reappeared, and <laughs> I got the I got the character payment for Mrs. Teasley. So it was. It's always Thank a you.
15: pleasure. It's a wonderful time of year.
11: I hear you. Put <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Teasley in this episode, okay?
18: Wow! Bring
7: <laughs> her back. Every time I got that phone call, I, I and you know it's so funny. I don't know if any of you know him. When I first came to LA, I studied with Jeff Corey. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And um, I about. was in his class, and I got the the call for Harriet Strathmore. And I said, Jeff, Jeff, I just got a rec- I got a call back for Beverly's nine or oh, well, Oh uh, well, honey, that's wonderful. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, wait. did he say the last part? They missed the last part. What did you say? Oh, the show's not doing well. <laughs> it just became beyond what I think any of us thought it was going to become. It was beyond, beyond, and I loved going to work every time you called me.
1: <laughs> I did, and you know what?
7: Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead, go ahead. I loved. I loved going to work. I loved. I loved being on set. I when they would be setting the lights. And I'd want to just sing, and I was so happy. And I, I loved. And every day I thought it was my last day. I always. Thought, <laughs> but
5: that's I, a good, yeah. that's a good way to approach every job. <laughs>
1: every, every, every yeah. uh,
15: before yeah. we say goodbye to Lily, I want to see if you have any questions for any of them here: Mark, Gabrielle, or Denise.
11: Um, I'll go for Mark. (laughs) Of course you will. Um, (laughs) So, Mark,
19: um, I, I actually I really loved the character Gil Myers. I mean, he was just that teacher that any high school girl wanted. He was nice to look at, he was relatable, young, cool, charming, um, had a great rapport with the students. But I'd like to know, Mark, where do you see your character Gil Myers in 2020? Would he be living on a beach town in Rhode Island somewhere? Really,
15: bring in the question.
5: Well, Gil. I mean, that's that's an imagination. The, the, the thing about about Gil was being that younger teacher and um, having that other relationship with the kids a little bit. You know, uh, being young as a teacher, so not understanding all the lines, trying to do that, and. Um, You know, I've done education, done other things in education, so I understand those guys now. 2020, I don't know. You know, I think he could have just dropped out and got his surfboard and went to an island somewhere. Yeah. I kind of would like to go with that one.
1: I'm there. (laughs)
15: <laughs> um, Jessica, do you have any questions for these guys? Lily, we're gonna say goodbye to you. I have to
18: leave the room. Really, really
15: <laughs> <story.
0: laughs>
14: oh my gosh. I mean, I love I love all three of you. I mean, Denise, I kind of felt like the the Mrs. Teasley and like Steve Sanders could have had their own spin-off.
7: <laughs> the two of you guys played <laughs> off each other so well. Yeah. He was so it, you know when you when you work with an actor who's so yummy and so hungry, and um, and the way you wrote the relationship between the two of us, I miss him. I haven't seen him in years. I mean, I see him, but um, playing off of him taught me a lot about giving and taking. And um, I, I was waiting for my phone, Jessica
18: <laughs>
7: but. Um, this show was my spin-off, to be perfectly honest, that you guys continually brought me back for all those years. It was a gift and a blessing, and I grew so much. Um, it, it was my first job. Yeah. Was it really? Harriet Strathmore was my first job.
5: Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. You were so good. You're
7: so good. So good. Well, uh, that's where I came from, was stage. Yeah. So, all
5: right,
18: was...
7: we're, gonna, we're gonna say goodbye to Jessica Shaw
15: real quick because I want to enter somebody else into this. Uh, this, oh, this right. Thank
0: you. Oh,
15: yeah, it's always good, good seeing year. you, see you a lot more in yeah. 21, I hope. Okay,
18: for
15: sure. this is for
18: Gabrielle.
15: Now you have I'm to see
1: me more. <laughs> No, no. the podcast more now than I've seen you in so long hi my love how are you
15: I like <laughs> the life. how are you this is great um yeah, uh, now well, Gabrielle what do you got, you got the, you're the teacher you got the husband
1: <laughs> and now in this day and age I would have had denise too so there you go
5: yeah,
12: there you go. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah, yeah that's right the uh, you and uh, Christine Elise uh, hooked that's up right. in the VH uh, the, uh, the reboot
1: right. well you that's know. Right. Nice. Open, open, open for all possibilities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you again,
1: Mark. Gosh, both marks.
0: That's I right. Hi, yeah,
1: Mark. Hey, Charles.
15: Good am Peter. Mark, good to see you.
17: Oh.
15: I saw it. you
17: put it out there.
15: The Andrea I one. Put all
17: three, but at least put the one on.
15: Which one? The Andrea one. The one with Andrea oh, and. Uh, three
17: of them on. This is all Oh, this one. <laughs> press beverly
4: offers many exciting elective courses such as shaving 103 for the hygienically inclined
5: okay i pay my debts but this is ridiculous
1: okay i changed my mind you don't have to shave it off
5: (laughs) now you tell me
1: no actually it's a good look for you it goes perfectly with your split personality
5: funny now is this the kind of nutty banter that goes on at yale no all the real funny stuff is done in latin you better start boning up andrea
19: E unum. Well, Gil Myers is not in charge of this event.
7: Oh, yes? Yeah? so Who is? If you had given us sufficient notice, perhaps your spaces on the bus could have been filled from the long waiting list of students who would have been happy to join us at the Alvarado Street School today. But at this point, unless you have a note from your doctor saying that you have pneumonia, and I want to see that chest x-ray. I expect to see each and every one of your smiling faces on that bus, and I mean immediately, if not sooner. Move.
15: Not, oh, <laughs> I love that scene, Denise so much.
5: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. always just before take, Denise. I could always see her shoulders kind of come up and go back, just like a superintendent of <laughs> <laughs> teachers. We just got to Put it there, right, right in physical and I knew. Oh you know.
1: my God. Did you grow, Mark, did you grow your beard and mustache for the show and, or did they, did you have it and they asked if you'd shave it?
5: You know, that I forget because I was often, uh, for some reason I could grow it fast then. So it was on and off and um, I know at the time coming in it helped differentiate me
18: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: a little bit more age. Yeah. Yes, it sure did. Yes, yeah. You know. That's and, what I remember too. Yeah. Right. It was cool. It was just such a fun show. Um, <laughs> on set with you guys to work with you guys. You know, Mark and I get to be together sometimes too. Um, it was just really good writing, and I, I'm fond of it even more now because of all the experiences afterwards.
18: Mm.
5: You get to realize how good that that was. You know? mm. How many good friendships you could make, and how. Um, and acting to come in and be welcome mm. you know, to, to, from everybody on the cast. And um, that was wonderful. And I thought, oh, it, it's going to be like that all the time, right? <laughs> and it's not. Mm-hmm. Well,
9: well, it's still, it's it's still
5: well, pertinent now. Fond, fond memories. Yeah, it's fascinating how many uh, fans this, this has across the world.
17: Well, what, watching my girls enjoy it? is like the best thing oh,
5: on the planet. No,
17: that's showing sure it to them with the original music, right, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, the, all, the biggest thing is
9: like, it's like, daddy, you had hair.
12: <laughs> <laughs> How old are they, Mark? How old are they?
9: Uh, soon to be 17,
12: 15, and 12. Oh, okay, so that's- wow. guess, okay. That's it. So, so, yeah, right there there. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just reminded oh, of
19: someone who, who, who was in the Peace Corps when it was on and she just reminded us that her father used to send her the videotapes in Africa. In Africa. Oh so, so she could watch it every week.
17: That's what she was doing no, when was, was, was was
0: she was fighting Ebola.
18: Yes. She,
1: so he would send the I was in Croatia And um, the we were being I'm a part of FIA, which is it's the international actors union, it's unions all over the world. And uh, there was a young woman who was taking us around Croatia and she stopped she during the time, you know, we were going and seeing everything, they're showing us around. And she turned to me and she started to cry. She said, can I just have your picture? She said, I learned to speak English, watching 90210. And she said, during the time of occupancy, and I guess in Croatia, when there was a lot of political unrest, she said, it was the only thing that gave us light and hope. And she cried, and I was sitting here in Croatia, Like, come on, really? That's the conversation we had two years ago. And I do, I'm fortunate enough because of, you know, my service of traveling, you know, for the members. And when I'm traveling around the world and people stop me to talk about the show, it's so specific to them emotionally. Such, they mark moments in their lives that they share and that the show transcended, um, just in, in our experience, you know, we were always working every day and not really realizing. I think for myself that really how much the impact the show had on individuals. I mean, profoundly, not just like it was a popular show. It was my favorite show, which is lovely and wonderful. And you know, people had drinking parties to the show, and every time we said something stupid, they would drink again. I mean, I've heard all <laughs> of that, but there were definite moments, and I've, as I said, as I've traveled through the world, that people have stopped to talk about how um, meaningful moments were in their lives, transformative moments, and that's something for you guys to be able to really be able to hold and own that. That's so special. I mean, how many people in their lives could really say they've been a part of an experience like that and helped to shape an emotional life of another individual? It's It's beautiful.
15: And what's also beautiful about it, too, is you know, it goes from high school, right? So we, we've got Denise and Mark, and we've got those feelings of the, what the kids are going through. But then, as you guys get older, and you know, and Andrea and Jesse have something going on. It's touching us every aspect, every part of our lives. That's the thing about nine hundred two one zero. That you we watch
12: them grow. grow. You watch the characters grow, and yeah.
15: most of us grew with it. So it's just absolutely beautiful, and the work that well, we
1: grew all together. you
17: make generation. Young. Young. I, you were so young, right? got that clip, Pete. I think this is the time to show Gabrielle clip. Uh,
15: the one with Brandon, yes, or the one, one
17: with you- Mister Priestley, yes.
1: You know, when I was dating Jay, I I couldn't help but remember that day last summer when I just started seeing him, and you were trying to convince me <clears> to stay at the beach club. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you were expressing your feelings.
4: Yes, and I can still recall the sting of your response.
1: <laughs> well, you know what they say timing is
9: everything I can't believe you what what'd I do
22: You were thinking of Nikki. You don't think I knew that? You
4: were thinking about Jay.
22: Oh, so what? Now we're even? No, that doesn't make us even,
4: because I never even liked Jay. In fact, I am not only insulted, I'm
18: disgusting. (laughs) 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 Great stuff.
1: Uh, To be that young. (laughs) Um,
15: All right, well, we're going to say goodbye to uh, our actors here. Now, Chuck, I do have that other clip with Andrea and Jesse. You want me to play that, too?
17: Why not? And Mark, okay. and can let's... comment? Yes, let's do it right now. Christmas. Yes. Angels we have
18: sweetly singing oh.
9: Santa this is my daughter Hannah
5: my
12: what a beautiful little child you have
9: here <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay Santa's a nice man smile come on, honey, it's okay smile for mama come on smile it's a, it's
1: a, honey don't worry it's a, honey it's
18: okay
17: Oh. I got to say that I should Peter, Those were not the well. clips I picked out. You know. Okay, that. okay. I <laughs> <laughs> think timing. timings were wrong. Okay. I, don't I want to say in the I, I, want to say so. I, I
11: said one. no children were harmed in the making ah. of that episode. <laughs> <laughs>
12: That so, little baby, but we don't talk. I about bet it. that baby's not getting residuals either. <laughs>
17: <laughs> I don't look at anything, even while they did it. But I, you guys had so much of the scenes. I was, I was interested. I know you'd be here, Gabby, so I get both of you to ask this question. Uh, you know, we did the the religion conflict so much. Did you get like tired of doing them already? You had, you know, the Jewish <laughs> and the Catholic. Did you think it was worthwhile? Did you, uh, especially Mark? Mark, I wonder about. I mean, it, it
12: breaks some, It breaks
17: them up, on Well, it was, it was completely worthwhile. I think. Um,
12: okay. I mean,
9: I, I I consider myself a recovering Catholic, for that matter. <laughs> that, that's a whole other story. Yeah. But I think it's, it was incredibly important. Uh, I I don't know too many other shows that dealt with a religious conflict at that time. Anyway, um, not 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 to my knowledge, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I mean again, it's I think it's the stuff that makes stories interesting, right? It's sure. more that's what made the show special anyway. When you were able to go and say everything's not always easy, it's just right. it's not the true thing about life is life is what it is, and you're gonna it, it is what it is. That's what it. And I think that was I like that. I I like when we didn't vanilla coat everything when we didn't make it so simple and yeah. I think it was guys, much more interesting.
7: You opened up uh, a story that, you know, it wasn't just white, it wasn't just black, it wasn't just this or it wasn't just that. And as the story went on for the years, you opened it up to people that, you know. Well, that's and, what I
17: was hoping you guys
5: would say. But, but I, <laughs> actually really, It's a good example too, like Mark was right it's, as far as it was very early, for the show to do that kind of topic with religion.
18: Yeah.
5: Uh, and interestingly enough, I'm Catholic, my wife is Jewish, and we're an interfaith couple. And so mm-hmm. we'd, we'd gone through that in 92, 93, and 94, um, and it was fascinating that that's in the show, but that's what the show did. There were yeah. so many topics you guys weren't afraid to go after and to explore, and now we can look back and see how pivotal it was and why those things tie into that and why the depth of their um, likability to the show. You know, they really, really like the show. And it's because of the connection. Like those
7: it. kids yeah. were living that life. Yeah. They were living that life and we were able to speak to it. And you but guys expand it.
1: it. Because young, young people are saying you see us. You're not you're not designing us. Correct. You're seeing yeah. us. And yeah. that's an important thing, right? I it's set when it? people say that 90210 uh it created a whole new genre of television for young people, right? It, it actually, when being iconic, what made it iconic was, I think, the stance and the shift that it created within our our viewership for young people. It, it re- reset the industry in terms of uh, television, I think.
5: Yeah, it really, it, really, it really did. It it reset it influenced huh? influence. influence so many things afterwards.
2: Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Right.
1: And
5: I don't, I don't even know if everybody knew at the time how powerful that was, or like how much it's influenced. No. And I think it blows my mind. Really that we're
18: like still it. talking
1: about it, you guys. I mean, right. is,
8: no, we're still talking about it. <laughs> it. Blows <laughs> my mind. Even
1: here. Hear anything <laughs> about it is mind blowing to me. Yes, it, it
8: does. Are. I'm no. me
17: there,
12: right there with you, Gabriel. Yeah, we'll so be talking about it in Italy tomorrow morning. And
17: and also Karen and I, Larry and Jessica can, can speak to this because we get residuals and, and more. This was the we're most not getting watched-
1: as much now, Chuck, so you shouldn't talk about that too much.
17: Go on. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me.
1: What? <laughs> we're not getting as many residuals right now. Okay, so we're we're
17: talking about- <laughs> as a profit participant. This
12: was a really good year for 902.
11: You may be able to talk about yeah. that, but the rest of us well, can't. Yeah, well, I will know. say that what was great about the uh, seeing these stories and why I think they resonated um, is that we were writing about our own lives and our own experiences and the things that meant something to us.
12: Yeah. Yeah, that, emotional uh, reality. Emotional right.
11: reality was it tough. was an, right. And and when it played when it played well, it and played real, it's because we wrote what we'd experienced and right. we knew it in our hearts. And you know, words that come from the heart go to the heart. Mm. And that's why we were able to affect it.
15: So true. Wow. All right, I'm gonna say goodbye to Denise, Mark, Gabrielle, yeah. and Mark. Thank you, really
11: everybody. Charlie, okay.
1: remember, I remember, I C-P-P-P. had. Happy holidays, guys. You have it. I want <laughs> me to meet. Great, great. I New Year. <laughs>
5: happy <laughs> Christmas, everybody. Really uh, Merry Christmas. Christmas.
1: Happy New Year. COVID-free. Yeah. 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 We got a new. Karen, week, Karen. Happy New
11: Year.
5: Happy
15: New Year, guys. And okay. Here's to
1: a new president. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I Didn't get into politics, but I did. Goodbye. Merry
15: Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. Okay, that Bye, was Martin. great. Whew. All right, we're moving the show along. Okay. Here. Now, uh, let me play this. We, we have a Patreon. I don't know if you guys know that. It's <laughs> a <the> perfect time <laughs> to, to plug that, right? This is what some of the things that have been going on on Patreon.
6: Hey, do you want to join the Beverly Hills Beach Club? Well, now you can. Well, sort of. The Beverly Hills 90210 Show has a Patreon with exclusive bonus interviews. This is the reason
9: I came out here and here I am, like playing your boyfriend. I heard on the radio that the night before there was some paparazzi
17: and she tried to hit him with her car. I said, well, if there's anything that I do that makes you want to get your keys, rev it up, put it in gear and head in my direction, let me know.
15: And she said, What?
18: q and
19: Kathleen,
15: A's? is she really going to be there? She's going to no-show. i
19: have seen balls? Brian recently. Yeah, I mean, James. I can't believe that that was their day. Do you
15: ever get flashbacks when you walk past Hermosa Beach you're just like, uh, oh my God, this is where they did that. Do you ever get those?
17: No. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, I'm not supposed to yeah. say that. And some oh. directors were invited back for that very reason.
15: How many takes does that take?
11: I mean, that was one of the
6: things where, like, when we weren't filming, I was uh, practicing it. This
8: is uh, This is the Mommy Dearest house, by the way.
6: So head over to patreon.com slash Beverly Hills 90210 show to join in on the fun. All the cool kids are doing it.
15: We got a lot of fun and cool things happening over on Patreon. The watch alongs are super, super fun. Karen and Charles, did you have some fun this week when we did the uh, the watch
17: along? Oh, yes. absolutely. You know, it really brings back Christmas. and I And, you know, Christmas... In 90210 terms, I think, Jess, you you remember when we were all at Chasen's, right? For the Spelling Party? No,
11: remember? I wasn't at Chasen's for the
17: Spelling Party. Maybe oh, yes, you night. were. Yes, you oh, well, were. You know, I know remember, that. I remember being at the Spelling house. I I to talk about that one,
11: too. Oh, well, there was a, right. There was a Chasen's got any? Pic- you got some pictures? I got Chasen's. some
15: pics here. Yeah. Uh, that.
11: That. I
15: know she was definitely season there. Season
11: after season Oh, look at that! That's me.
0: Yep. (laughs) You know. (laughs) I don't remember
11: that.
17: They
0: really
17: There's me. I have a question. I have a question about this picture here. That picture. Put it back up, Peter. Can I talk over? Yeah. So the man who's standing next to me. Yeah. What is he thinking?
12: In that picture, oh, god,
17: that's a, that's a question
12: course, I, I want to ask anyone. I
17: wanted the whole question, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I pregnant there
19: in that shot was that 90 90?
17: No, uh, no, you've all Avery's already been that was 91. Okay, yeah, 91. Um, I, I like will
11: to... never forget being at parties with Candy and hearing her talking to the blockbuster wife. Remember, what was the blockbuster man's name? Yeah, I know. Wayne. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, one one was anyway. yeah, yeah. She talked to the wife in the corner once and and said to her, "Okay, when he gives you jewelry, you have to trade up. What he gives you this year, you don't all, you don't have to keep it necessarily. You can trade that in in a later year for something better." It's like, oh, that's interesting. I never learned. She was that. on the
12: show. She put her <laughs> in the show. And,
17: oh, we're talking candy spelling. Oh, go on, go on,
11: sweet. And the other thing, if I remember, at one of these parties was when she told Steve Wasserman that he wasn't wearing the right shoes with his tuxedo. That you don't wear street shoes; you wear slippers. And Aaron showed. She made Aaron show Steve the velvet slippers that he was supposed to be wearing with his tuxedo.
15: There you go. All okay. right, I got some more pictures here, uh, Charles. This is- uh, All right. This is...
11: uh, <laughs> Oh, look at that.
17: Carrie, you look beautiful. Oh, There you
0: go. Yeah.
15: And here's this one.
17: That, that is, is Steve.
15: Steve. I wanted to have Steve. this
17: one here, because we always are talking about Steve and- Yeah. Steve and Jess, and they Steve. So which one
15: and then, of course, Charles, we've shared this one before, but love this one, right? Yeah, that's
17: yeah, the, that's,
11: that was the guy. Uh, Boy, do oh, you look God. like Lindsay in that picture.
17: <laughs> <laughs> the, the oppressive rose and pool, we call it. Yes.
15: <laughs> all right. Listen, guys, someone helps us out all the time here on the show, and most people don't know this person. I want to give her some recogniz- recognition. This oh. is this is Jacqueline Weiss. And Jacqueline is our social media person. Sometimes people are oh. messaging me and emailing me, but they're actually not. They're messaging with Jacqueline.
21: Oh, goodness. Oh. Yes. Thanks hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, Jacqueline. How are we doing? Good. How are you guys? <laughs>
17: yeah, well, we're
21: okay, but I mean, how are we doing? How is the show doing? <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. We have lots of growth. Um, it's really fun to talk with all the fans all the time, respond to everyone's messages, DMs, comments, and yeah, it's a good time.
15: Before we, uh, you're going to announce the person, someone won a contest to join us here on the show today, and they're going to get a chance to ask Larry, Jessica, or Karen, or Charles a question. Um yeah. Before that happens, do you have a nine a special nine hundred two one zero? Is there a favorite moment from any of the seasons that?
21: Uh... Oh um, well, I was just doing a little watching, and I mean, I was watching obviously the show before this. And as a Jewish woman, I always loved all of the Jewish representation in the show. And I was just watching the season season seven um, Christmas episode, gift wrapped with. Episode with uh yeah, where they're exchanging gifts and they give each other the same right. notebook. But before that, there's a moment that I just thought was interesting where Felice um is kind of like throwing digs at Jackie and Mel when they're at dinner, and she's like, Oh, well, you know, David must be messed up because it's so confusing. Like, your parent, like his parents aren't together, like you know they're not married and you know you have two faiths like oh my god and she's like making it like so horrible and i just thought that was interesting as a product of an interfaith relationship and someone who's in one myself i
12: are you saying felice was anti-semitic is that what you're getting at i think here. that
21: I think that she, you know, she's a little, yeah, maybe against. She's it. I mean, not a
12: friend of the tribe, sort
17: of. Yeah, thing.
21: she was very obviously her Catholicism, obviously, like played a big role.
17: So, so writers of scene seven, you, you wanted—that's what you were communicating, wanted to communicate about her. Huh? Well,
12: you know, I think in that episode she's referring because David is, you know, we we took the mother's illness, mental illness, David's mother's illness, and and we kind of. See shades of it in David. So we start realizing that David might be mentally ill. And Do you want your daughter to be with a mentally ill person?
17: Oh my, I like that. Okay.
12: All right,
15: uh, let's announce the contest winner. We'll bring her on and let her ask a question. Then we're gonna pop into uh, some other people that are gonna come in here. So go ahead, who is the winner of this competition?
21: It is Denise DeChico. She won our Instagram contest.
15: Okay, there's Denise. We're hearing you back. you? A... Mute. You're mute. Hey, Denise. Hi. Do you Hello. have a question for? Nice. Congratulations. Hi, Denise.
0: Hi, Denise. Can't She should Hello. have start
15: camera or something. Or I don't know. Go ahead. What what, what question do you have?
2: Um, Well, I had so many, but of course, they were all answered throughout this show. Um, I guess my one question would be, what did you guys do cast and crew-wise around the holidays to celebrate together, like with all the actors, writers, um, crew?
18: Great
15: question. Denise,
17: that is a great question. We're gonna say goodbye
15: to Denise and Jacqueline. Thank you guys for being here. And Jacqueline, thank you thank for you all both. the amazing work that you do. And now Charles is gonna answer that
17: question. Yeah, you you weren't even this even predates Jessica, but I think Karen might remember it. Uh I know she does. It was our first Christmas meal out in uh out on on um, Calvert Street, and you know, we had barely got by, and we were scraping and scrounging the first twelve and whatever. And here we are at the the last day of filming. Nobody is expecting to walk into a set where they're carving roast beef, where there's actual um, tablecloths over the tables, and and little gifts for everyone. And it was really like we've made it as a show. And you almost take it from that moment to Chasen's, which was a victory party because. Our first Christmas uh, party for the executives in this was at a dive bar in Hollywood. Which for Patreons, we're going to be talking with the man who actually found the bar, who comes on the show. Jules Heimovitz is coming up, uh, later behind the thing, so we're going to, have to ask him about that dive bar. And Candy really loved that place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Candy but, in
12: the washroom. Candy in the washroom. Okay.
17: But uh, what I did, I always give, We gave gifts. We gave uh, donations um, once to the uh, the school, Karen, remember that gave away. Wisconsin oh well that was there. a
19: personal Rosen uh yeah, something the we did. there was a charity called Operation School Bell that we that right. we made a big donation to. But the, tell them about the Gabby with the um I was just yeah. gonna go there. Yeah.
17: Season two, we Gabrielle Carteris, who really an amazing person and, and really is a leader. Uh, at, you know, really had so much charitable instincts in her. And she wanted to, for Meals on Wheels, get a van. And she got the Chrysler Corporation to give the cast a van so that they could give it to Meals on Wheels. And we celebrated it that day and had a whole party. And I got my a lot of trouble in that party. Didn't I, Karen? Uh, like a, singing, um, party, a story for another time. Yes. <laughs> singing karaoke uh, and changing my lyrics.
19: But that was not uh, with the cast. It uh, was and, but what yeah,
17: I used to give the, the, the cast, and Jess, i hope hoping, Larry, you might even have one of them. I used to give tapes. Mm. That was the sound of the show. And all the one. best songs that we had done. Uh, and I and if, had I known they were going to strip them, I should have sent it to CBS, you know, just so they could do something with all those uh, things. But the show, the music mattered. It mattered to the crew. It mattered to us. We we worked really hard to do that, and that's so that's what I would personally do for casting crew at, at Christmas.
15: Nice. All right, let's move this. On. I'm going to bring Melanie back on, um, okay, Charles. Melanie, hi. Right. Um, we have to give away one more of these uh, these special items that uh, Charles has. Right? We gave away one on Patreon. Uh, Melanie, do you have a way that we're going to give this away? Do we know what that is?
16: Uh well we didn't talk about it, but um <laughs> on
9: fire here, guys.
16: <laughs> let's do this. Everybody who drops a comment in the next five minutes and I'll time it, uh, will be eligible to win and we'll select after the show. So that this will be the 6:55 to 7 o'clock time frame. Everybody who comments now will be eligible to win.
18: Okay. You
17: that's your
16: prize, can't get anywhere else. That's it. That's right, now, it's look,
15: priceless. We wanna talk to this person because we wanna start talking a little bit about Mm -hmm. this person. We can't talk about 90210 and special moments at Christmas without talking about Luke Perry. And uh, director Rory Karf is a good friend of mine. And uh, as it turns out, uh, he knew uh, Luke very well. Um, So Rory, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your friend,
23: Luke? Uh, Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, I met Luke uh, back in 2010. He uh, narrated a a documentary, uh, directed, and uh, we kind of just hit it off. And then he narrated some more. Luke had a great voice. He did a lot of voiceover work, a lot of cartoons and things like that. And then he told me he had an idea for a documentary he wanted to do. Uh, on March Shot. I don't know if you guys remember her, the baseball. Course, yeah. in Cincinnati Reds. Not a Nazi who owned the Reds. That's right. <laughs> well, Luke was from, uh, Luke was from uh, Fredericktown, Ohio, and grew up a big Reds fan throughout the first pitch at Riverfront Stadium. And uh, he wanted to do a documentary, uh, an ESPN 30 for 30 on her that we would direct together. We wound up doing a short film, and it was awesome. Um, we, uh, we went to Cincinnati and filmed, and he, he interviewed a bunch of baseball players and visited Mark Schott's grave, and we really bonded over, over that time period. And I, I was trying to think of stories related to, to Luke in 90210, because I, I grew up a huge 90210 fan, by the way. Uh,
17: Thank you very much.
23: Yes, originally, I remember it was on with Party of Five, and yes. uh, I really, I liked this girl, And I just started going over her house and that's how I discovered the show.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Well played, well played, I didn't
23: know anything about it. And uh, I suddenly got like mesmerized by the Dylan character. This is like when he was off the rails, doing drugs, alcoholic, I'm like, this is the coolest guy ever. And (laughs) it uh, really wrote me in. But I I wanted to make sure I compliment you guys because Uh, there was such a depth and richness to the characters on the show that lasts. And and you guys really also took risks in your storytelling. And um, like for instance, the storyline where uh, Dylan's dad dies, uh, I went back and watched some episodes and the next episode where you have sort of Dylan's alter ego following him around, and then it turns out that it's a little boy. I mean, that is really deep. and uh, I found it very touching. So I think, you know, you guys uh, really made something special. You, yeah. and, and it really changed my life because I met Luke because I was a fan of the show and wanted to hire him. And then we developed a great friendship. And I would try to discuss 902010 with him. And he, like, never watched the show. And it was, like, so frustrating to me because I would bring up episodes and want to talk to him about it and all his memories were just from filming it. Cause I was like, oh man, what, what, what about that, that scene where your dad dies and you throw your arms up in there? You go, no! And he's like, what do you, what was that like? He's like, it was hot. That was like <laughs> it was a lot out of the heat from the flames. I mean, that was his memory, but um, we, were, we were in Cincinnati filming and people were coming up to Luke on the street, calling him Dylan. Yeah. And like, oh, Dylan McKay, man, I loved you. And he was, he was so gracious, courteous about it. And the truth is, um, he really wasn't much like Dylan in a lot of ways. He was kind of quirky and, and uh, you know, not very troubled at all, you know, a little stubborn for sure. But uh, I asked him then, I said, you know, how do we deal with that? How do you deal with, like, being so tied to one character, this like kind of the coolest guy ever. And it's not necessarily really like you. And I remember what he told me, he said that he discussed it with Henry Winkler, who played the Fonz uh, and said, uh, that character's a blessing that keeps on giving and yeah. should embrace it. And uh, Luke told me that after that, he, he really tried to embrace it. So. Um,
15: really but, nice stuff. Well, Rory, like, you do have a story about Visiting Luke at Christmas time, I thought that would be a nice. Yeah, I was gonna ask about sure. that,
23: yeah, sure. I told this on the uh, the Luke tribute on his birthday and cried, so I'll, I'll try not to cry when I tell this story. But, um, I, another reason Luke and I bonded was uh, when I he was divorced and was a single father, and I was going through a divorce, and he he really became one of my best friends during this time period. He was so. Um, thoughtful and caring and constantly like checked in on me. Like he would call me from like the set of Riverdale and I would hear people in the background. And I'd be like, where are you? And he's like, ah, they're just changing a light. And I, I'm like, this is crazy. And he uh, he invited me, he asked me, he called me, he's like, well, what are you doing for Christmas? And it was the first Christmas after the divorce. I didn't have my kids that year. And I, I didn't really have any plans, you know? Um, I wasn't going home. I was in LA and Luke said, "Why don't you come by the house? Like have Christmas with me and the family." And you know, I knew Luke's kids and I was like, "Oh, this will be great. I'll get to be with his family." And I show up and it's just Luke and his fiance Madison. Oh, and shit everywhere. I mean, there's like clothes and stuff and and mm-hmm. she seems like a little little stressed out, you know? And I'm like, "What's going on? Like, where is everybody?" And Madison's like, well, you know, we're going to Bora Bora tomorrow morning. <laughs> Our flight's at 7. And Luke hasn't packed yet. And um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Luke, you know, uh, I don't know, man, should I go? And he's like, yeah, it's fine, you know. Uh, it's, like, it's hot there. What do you need to pack anyway? He's like, you want a beer? And then he's like, hey, I have some chili from last night. I'll heat up some chili. and. Just- <laughs> He <laughs> heated That's up chili and uh, I said, Luke, why why would you invite me over when you're not having anyone here and you have to leave the next day? And I always remember he told me, uh, I remember what my first Christmas was like, um, without my kids, and I didn't want you to be alone. Yeah. And I, I just, um, Man, I miss Luke every day. I, I think about him all the time. I just texted Jack, his son, and uh, just um, Luke. Luke's, uh, Luke's father passed away actually a few days ago. Uh, his father raised him. so um, I was just talking, texting Jack about that. And Luke was just a really special guy, you know. And uh, uh, I really loved him, and I got to tell him that, and I'm thankful for that. So that's that's good, and. I'll tell you one other quick story. You guys like um the first time Luke invited me to like kind of hang out outside of work, it was like uh he said let's go out. It was like a Friday night. And you know, I didn't know Luke super well and in my mind I'm like I'm going to hit LA with Dylan McKay. This is <laughs> going to be awesome. Like we're going to hit Club, you know, I'm gonna ride on his motorcycle. Like this is gonna we're gonna surf. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna have a whole Dylan McKay experience. And uh I- I'm at his house. It's like five at night. And he comes downstairs and he's wearing like these old man pajamas. Like pajamas like my dad used to wear. Like 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 the outfit with the matching shirt and pants, and he's got glasses and they have like the thing on the back, and I'm like what the hell is going on? Like, aren't we going out? And he's like, oh, man, my back kind of is bothering me. He's like, how about, like, we just order a pizza? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And um, I think he could tell I was, like, a little disappointed. And he's like, I'll tell you what. But, you, know, you can ask me any question you want about 90210. And, and I'll, if I remember, I'll, I'll answer it. And it was great, like, uh, you know, I tried not to be like a psycho about it and ask him a million things, but I got to ask him a couple of stuff, things and, you know, uh, ask him about the girls on the show and he was very gracious. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, 90210 really, I mean, this sounds corny, but it really changed my life because first of all, it got me interested in filmmaking. Uh as crazy as that sounds because I really got in the show in high school and I love the storytelling and I love the episode uh the, the the dreams of Dylan McKay and that really like inspired me of how how you guys kind of made mini movies yeah. you know, 45 minutes. Um so it got me interested in telling stories. I met Luke through that and Luke introduced me to my, my fiance. So oh. Um, oh, wow. my fiance without Luke. So, wow. um, you know, oh, wow. thank you to you guys.
19: Well, you really owe us, then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I do, Rory, yeah,
23: you know, okay, Rory. Very
19: nice, Rory. Very nice to meet you. And please, if you talk to Jack and or Lemon again soon, would you please give yeah. 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 our regards from the Rosens? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack's
17: wrestling as we you know. And also, you know, Rory, your first. You know, when you and your fiance, if you're going to have children, the first one, if it's a boy, it's it's Dylan, right?
23: I already <laughs>
15: have a son with the middle <laughs> name Dylan. Right.
17: Nice. So the middle
23: my, we'll my youngest son is Tyler Dylan. Oh Excellent. Wow. So nice. All right, Rory. thank
15: you so much for uh for nice being here. Nice to meeting you
23: guys. Very very nice guys, nice guys.
15: Thank you, here. Thank, you. Thank, thank you. Here. Thank you, Roy. Bye, you All right. That just made my day. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a sweetheart. Um. Okay. Charles, do you want to talk more about uh, Luke, or what do, what do you want to do? Oh, you
17: want to show some of the... Uh, let's show the, the two clips we picked out for him. I think they're interesting, because, you know, we we really showed... Do you have the stills, too, or not really?
15: I have some stills, yeah. I don't know. So if-
17: so when you think of, of you know, of Dylan at Christmas, that's... that's well, the, the first... One, this is with season two, Walsh Family Christmas. He goes to see Jack in prison. That's right. Heavy, heavy story, really uplifting. The one before... Is the uh, is from somewhere in the world, it's Christmas season four, and he's dispensing uh gifts all over, and is mm. very Christmassy. Goes to the long house, goes to uh, see Kelly, and Donna actually kisses Donna too. Uh, in it, and uh, what's that? That is uh, one I don't, this is what I recognize, yeah, yeah, that's in the house, that's the long shot. Here's this. He goes to find Jeff. He Now, in the fifth season, he's, you know, he's had it. He needs to get his money back. And he goes to F, um, uh, his father's girlfriend from the FBI, um, Chris, uh, and who's played by the actress Valerie Wildman. And uh, this scene is from that, also a very dramatic scene. And uh, and then I think we got one more or a couple more stills, right. Well, this happened too at Christmas
15: too, right? this happened at Christmas. I oh mean, this boy. is the
17: major thing. I think when our super fans know Christmas, they know this moment. And you know, it was with family and holidays and how they ingratiate. We've talked about this one, uh, how it was how Larry and I and, and I think just to really feel like such a triumph to have this um, art pay off the way it is.
12: Well, we slipped um, in it under the magic of Christmas, like, <laughs> like it's- yeah, it was <laughs> definitely- <laughs> that Christmas story.
17: That's right. right. And uh, and um, but we also but then we decided we were going to show you a couple of of uh, clips if if Pete's got them and a want- much more lighter. Way I of wanna move, at
15: I want to move because. Uh... Look no doing.
17: more, no more, no more, Dylan. Okay,
13: <laughs> oh, hi. Hi.
17: Hi. 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 hi,
13: hi, happy holidays to happy all, holidays. Happy to oh. you guys, again,
18: Yay. hey, good hey.
13: To see you, man. Um, listen, this is a up, big, Pete? how you doing?
15: Thanks oh, for the goodness. invite, yeah, man. I was just listening to your, your uh, record today. Uh, I know the game, what a great uh-huh. freaking song that is, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think
12: we it's had sweet. it on the show, we had it on the show. Yeah, when he I yeah, I remember
13: playing that. I told
15: my wife today, I was like, I, you know, I'm going to, you know, I know this is not a Christmas question, but what, what do you ever writing? I Know the Game and where did that come from? It's such a great... I
13: remember uh, I was a big Eddie Money fan. Mm. And that uh, I was trying to kind of capture. I, I actually went, went on tour and toured with uh, Eddie, Muddy. We play, Eddie Money. We played some shows together. And uh, so that song was, I, I don't know, I was kind of trying to tap into a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, rocks man. It's my one of my
15: favorites. All right, listen, we're gonna talk about this season five thing, right? Where uh, where Felice tries to buy uh, Ray to stop seeing Donna. Well, here, let's just bring Felice on. (laughs) (laughs) Here
2: comes the bad girl. Hi, girl. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Good to see you
18: all.
9: I, nice I watched the $10,000 payoff for the first time last night. It, I, I was appalled.
17: <laughs> you know you were married to a villainess. Were you appalled that he only wanted 10 and not 25? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that she she
13: gives the I thought you got off cheap on that one. You know, <laughs> I think exactly. for yeah. a little more. that's what a cruise cost.
9: And by the way, Larry, exactly. you looks so like Sam Kinison right now. I just can't
12: believe it. <laughs> this is Dean Butler, of course, who uh, was Almanzo in Little House of the Prairie, which is now on Netflix. I just saw all this stuff there. So congratulations, well, Dean. It's, and on, TikTok,
9: it's on iTunes. It's on Amazon Prime. It's uh, everywhere. It's, yeah, it's, it's around. It's really around. Uh, thank you for including me in your 90210
12: Christmas It's a party. It's a party. Uh, and I also yeah. knew that that way we could get Felice. I kind of <laughs> felt like, you know, I have to be on. I have to be on. I, I did that. But yeah. we, we still love Catherine on the show. You know, she needs nice a lot to, see you, to the Nice to you, Catherine.
3: Thank you. It's so good to see you.
18: Likewise. Yeah, that's
15: great. That's fine. Uh, Jamie, what was it like doing this episode and uh I just want to let everybody know that Jamie normally would sing with us today but he's really under the weather and it's really I I'm really appreciate you coming last on. And just coming.
13: oh, you got it. Last yeah. last time we did we I busted the guitar out and that was fun. Ah. I would love to do that again. I'm just nah, a, little, a little, little head cold right now. But um yeah. I remember shooting that scene because that pumpkin patch Christmas tree farm was located right down the street from my actual house. And <laughs> I loved when we shot there, cause it was, I literally, I could roll out of bed and be there in like two minutes. It was right
18: <laughs> <up>. Nice. Uh,
13: <laughs> and um, I remember that that scene and, and I rewatched it yesterday to just kind of like familiarize myself with it again. And yeah, that was not one to raise Proudest moments, but then he kind of redeemed himself later. You know? Yeah, so definitely. Yeah.
15: This is the uh, Christmas tree lot that you were referring to. Jill Hankel took right. me a bunch of really cool set photos. Much appreciated. Okay, Catherine, you got a lot of explaining to do here. Uh,
11: <laughs>
15: <laughs> buying off,
11: just trying to do the best for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
15: <laughs> All right, now you, you you try to buy off Ray when they when you see this, are you like? Okay, this is this is in line for what Felice would try to
0: do.
14: Uh, you know, looking at these these things again, I'm just
11: appalled. <laughs> <laughs> appalled I
9: mean, she was just the worst. <laughs> Let's face it. Well, obtuse is the way. You know, when I watch it, it's like, wow, how does this? Who wrote this for her? There must be some sort a kind of glee when <laughs> you're writing something like this for someone to be so horrible, <laughs> oh. you know, I mean horrible in and trying not to be horrible.
17: You so mean really, you're basically so. saying that we presented a conservative as a horrible person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I
18: don't understand that. <laughs> well, well yeah.
9: Is that what she was a conservative? That's that's how that's how you frame this? She was a conservative? Yeah.
17: Oh, in yeah. other you didn't know if in the seasons before, she was the outspoken against uh, a lot of um, what someone at the time might call progressive issues. Oh, gotcha. So so that's yeah. where she- that's where we I enjoyed very much writing
12: the character <laughs> well, she was she judgmental, arguments you know, but you know. she, she was judgmental that was the whole thing yes. about and we do then show the other side of her you know we have especially uh, you know I know we covered that rose the Rose parade stuff where we you know you know like yeah. all true you know people you know everyone's somewhat of a hypocrite and we reveal that in her and you know and we always win her back especially at Christmas time because Christmas <laughs> was with her daughter's birthday. Yes, there's always a charge well,
9: time. And you let her be sort of anti-Semitic. And-
17: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. Hold on. We're just on. talking about that. Wait, on. Wait, hold, hold on. No anti-Semitism from Rosen. You don't talk about that?
15: No, we can. We're going to. But let me
17: Let me ask you a question. Let me just disavow
11: any involvement in that story. I love all of you. left the show. And Larry and I were left. Do that.
17: Everything is beautiful in its own way. All right. we'll,
15: we'll get to it in one second. For Jamie, uh, Christine McIsaac wants to know what was your
13: favorite scene with Tori? Hmm. Well, I think uh, in that episode, for sure, it was the opening scene where we share that uh, kind of long kiss, which makes me mm. very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and kind of breaks oh. us up. And yeah, I thought that was a good, nice little scene, nice way to open it up for uh, Ray and Don. Yeah. Very good stuff. Oh, Jamie, Jamie, will you you give me
15: a shout out? That's Lisa. (laughs) Hey, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs)
18: Thanks
15: for tuning in. All right. Now, uh, Larry, the question about this season seven uh, debacle. uh, Felice comes in and she's a little bit even more salty than usual <laughs> on this on this Christmas Eve.
12: Well, to uh, set it up, I mean, you know, they're trying to, you know, David and Don are, are, are getting are getting back together, but David's kind of come off a thing where he's been, you know, questioning his sanity. Basically, his mother was mentally ill, and 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 I think, you know, in our minds. The mother now, Felice looks at the possibility that a daughter might be marrying someone, maybe even having children with someone who is passing on some some you know, bad mojo. And she does what she does, you know. And and within that, it's just her whole judgmental thing. She comes to a condo and she's so rude. She's like, um, what the kids think is they think, well, what if we invite like a double date? Like Mel and Jackie have gotten back together. They're not even married, but they've gotten back together. They're living in Mel's condo. And now Dr. Martin and, and Felice coming out of their palatial home and I assume Bel Air, uh, come visit them and it's just great. Do you have are you gonna show a clip of that or I
15: don't have the clip, Todd. Oh my I
12: am well, so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. we're That's talking too, about yeah. the <laughs> Anyway, there are there are some dog whistles that that seem, you know, a little bit uh Semitic oriented, but it doesn't really have to be. I mean, I don't think it was on the, the top of our list, but it came with it.
9: But, I mean, do, you, do you know how tortured she is over <laughs> He watches these scenes, and it. I, I've never seen torture. She doesn't really like, she doesn't really get bothered by the work too much ever. But when she watches these scenes, it's just like it's grim.
18: Oh, and she's like, How oh, oh,
11: I walk like this? <laughs> stop.
12: She, she's a memorable well, she character, very memorable. Yeah.
11: It's always good to play the bad guy. It's always <laughs> fun to play the bad guy. That's very very fun, like, Someone's got
16: to do it. Yeah. Someone well, has
15: to do it. Never
9: well.
15: she did it well. <laughs> uh Jamie, there's a lot of really nice stuff though in that episode, you know, with you and Tori. And there's, you know, the stuff with the um you know, getting getting your mom the cruise. Larry kind of mentioned all that and whatnot. Right. Uh, yeah, I was just was gonna you? say
13: like yeah. there was some great moments with Tori, but I think there was some really great moments with Caroline McWilliams with yeah. Tori, with myself. She really that was just such a nice episode for her. And mm-hmm. it, when I watched it yesterday it really brought back a lot of kind of just nice memories working with her, you know, and she was was great. Just great. I thought it was a great episode for her. Because she was not in any way a redneck. She had been married to Michael
12: (laughs) Keaton and kind of lived a (laughs) star's life. So she really was acting there. I always admired that about Luann talking about Carolyn McWilliams, who died uh, way too young. Um, young. But uh, yeah, I forgot the scene where she goes out shopping with Donna.
5: Yeah, you know, things yeah,
12: like, you put them together. It's hilarious.
18: Yeah.
15: <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we always nice talk episode, about your, your music, Jamie, but your acting is phenomenal, too. Uh, and I think the, the work is just speaks for itself. When you looked back on this episode, uh, all good memories. You think everything still holds right. up with this?
13: I totally do. I watched it with my 15 year old daughter yesterday wow. and just to kind of come full circle like that. My, I have three daughters. I live with three teenage young women, right? Now. Um, <laughs> and I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but uh, two of them were out. And so I watched it with her and it was just a nice to watch that. And she, she was engaged. She loved it. And um, she said, dad, that brown corduroy jacket. I think it's hanging downstairs. (laughs) It is, it's hanging in the room downstairs. (laughs) She's like, I wear that jacket. So it's really
15: amazing. Wow, that's wonderful. All right, we're going to move the show along. We have uh, one more, a couple of surprises. I guess Melanie has a surprise for me, and then we have a surprise for everybody. But Jamie and Catherine, thank you so much uh, for stopping Indeed. in here Indeed. and spending Indeed. some time. With
17: nice, with to with Dean well. nice to see you. Dean, nice to see
13: you. Merry
18: Christmas, Bye, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy holidays. Christmas.
12: Thanks, yeah. Pete. You got to bro. see everybody. Good Take to see you, man. All right. Later, guys. All right. Okay. Dean was moon doggy on New Gidget for me for two, for 44 hours.
17: Oh, I hour. wonder how you knew each other. You know, And yeah. Kathleen, she grew up in Laguna Beach, which is mm-hmm. as, as California as you can possibly be. She went to Laguna Beach. When high. I heard
12: they were together, I went, Dean is a lucky man. <laughs> That's you great. Okay,
15: uh, Melanie, you want to? Do you want to do whatever your surprise is for me? Yes. Do uh, you have yes. any more? Yes. I don't know where to go. All right, let's see.
16: Okay, so this is my first time doing this screen sharing thing. So let's see how it goes. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Got that. Get ready for it. There
12: Here we, we go. go. Okay. Okay. I. Oh God. Oh. It's so happening. you're saying okay, right, okay, oh, oh, God. So Kathy, Kathleen giving you the first. Time.
15: All right, let's see, but it's playing, it's playing, uh, Melly. I, I we can't see it, so you gotta pause it and then pause it.
16: Okay, oh. ah, hold on,
13: we lost, it. we lost. Yeah,
16: it. I don't know what's happening. Okay, yeah. no, no. shoot, hey, ah! Okay. Ah! you so- know, we
15: have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
16: It's not stopping. Okay. Whew.
15: Okay. You got to do a share screen.
16: Okay. Let go. me try that again.
15: Hey, you know there about? Oh, oh my God, Larry! How about this happened?
9: Merry Christmas, Donna. Happy New Year to all. It's Garrett Slan. Wishing everyone a wonderful 2021. I know I will. After I shave. <laughs> Ooh,
17: nice yeah. to get um,
16: okay.
15: You got to do the share screen. again.
16: Yeah. Share audio.
15: Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to let me share You're it to this not. thing first.
16: Okay. Are you ready?
15: Yeah, but it's all the way at the end. So you got to scroll it back.
16: Okay.
15: She looks Good. so incredible. She
16: really does. Sorry. The surprise was supposed to be a little more seamless, but hey. Hi, Pete. Shh. It's Kathleen.
14: Ah. Merry oh. Christmas. Happy holidays. I uh, hope you have a great show. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for all
8: your support this year and for, um, all the hard work that you put into your show. I know that, uh, the fans really appreciate it and, um, yeah, that's it. Um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Hope your family has a great one. And, uh, here's to 2021. It's going to be a good one. Bye.
15: Oh my God, that was really sweet, first. Aww.
16: <laughs> Aww. <laughs> oh man. Okay, there we go. Sorry about what? the technical there difficulties.
15: Oh my God, she's the sweetest. Okay.
17: Next week, we're going to be talking about our favorite moments of the podcast. I wonder what Pete's going to pick.
12: He's <laughs> 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 not going to pick that. It looks like Sam Pinnison.
18: Uh, no. It
15: gets me all emotional. Okay. here Now, listen, we couldn't end this and do this Christmas show without this person. So they couldn't come on live for some reasons. But uh, we just wanted to share this with everybody.
9: To our cast and crew, happy Christmas and have a good one.
12: And that's Aww. it. He's so sweet. I love you so much. He um, he had the Rosen goodbye print in the background. Yes, there it was. That was. It was
15: so. Let's show some uh, Nat highlights. Get him the special, but that's it. No substitutions.
4: We, we wish you a merry Christmas. Christmas. Every time I get involved with a woman, it just falls apart. Oh, come
9: on, Brandon. Girls throw themselves at you all the time. Another
20: one will come along
9: soon enough. Hi, Nat. Listen, I already tried to help two lost souls today, okay? And I don't know if they're scamming me or what, but this woman shows up on my doorstep claims she's the mother of Jack McKay's long-lost daughter. But if there's ever one night of the year that you can give a stranger a benefit of the doubt, this has got to be it. Sometimes people just need time alone. Thanks,
4: Nat. I was hoping for something a little more illuminating from you.
9: Oh Merry Christmas.
15: What <laughs> a beautiful I like guy. That. Yeah. Nice stuff, guys. Listen, I just wanted to say before we wrap here, this is a twenty twenty has been a very weird year for a lot of people. And while we're all celebrating <laughs> Christmas, there's a lot of people maybe this year that have some missing faces uh, you know, at the table side this year. And um If this show has done a little bit of something for some of you, I'm so grateful and thankful to that and glad that we've been able to put a little bit of a a sunshine or a shine or smile on your faces. Uh, Reliving this show with all of you guys has been uh, incredible. And, you know, we've got quite some more coming up in 21 and all that stuff. So uh, stay with us. But I wanted to particularly mention, uh, you know, Darren Martin who uh, lost his mom and I know Larry, had that happen as well this year, so um, yep. we're here for you guys. This show will always be here for you, and um, and that's sort of what it is. Charles, any final thoughts on uh, Christmas and nine
17: hundred two one zero? It's the most wonderful time of the year we got you know why? Because we got a vacation.
12: That's we're right. Out
19: of
17: production, that's that's
19: right. the only time oh.
17: off. That's Every right. Time off, like happy Hanukkah.
12: Yeah, that last meal before the break was always very special, that big crew meal before, you know, the last meal before going yeah. home for the break. It'd be hard to get people to go back to work after that meal. <laughs> I yeah. bet.
15: Anyway, guys, this has been really great. Uh, I'm sorry to Todd, uh, and Jillian never wound up popping in. We, we just... Yeah, a props yeah. to Todd and Julian. Yeah, but Julian and Todd, thank Julian. you for all the hard work that you guys have done. Melanie, yeah.
12: that our editor and, oh,
17: the Melanie. and the voice the voice of the show.
12: Thank yeah, well, Julian, yeah, she does all the voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, you know, again to our friends all around uh, the world who are going to watch this tomorrow morning and weren't watching live, and you know, <laughs> it was good to see them.
23: Please not be God.
15: Before you leave, Charles, Karen, Larry, and uh, Jessica. Well, hang on. Wait a minute. Look who showed up. Jillian and Todd. Oh, we perfect. Are, are, are Hi, all right. person. Yes. Hey, guys. Hi. Yeah,
17: yeah, very, very good. Very good.
15: Uh, Jillian, people are going to be surprised to hear your voice now because she does all of our prom- – you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this. When this podcast first came to be, the first person outside of Charles and Larry that I talked to about it was Jillian. And I said, oh. I need you to do some some voiceover. We and need
19: to hear her speak now. Yes. yes. Hello.
18: <laughs>
17: <laughs> you don't sound like the person on the
22: table. <laughs> Did you train? Did you train? Did you train? Did you train yeah um I do voiceover work uh I yeah, I have a day job I work in celebrity news so you know the the cast of 902 oh is no stranger to me
21: um we <laughs> write about
22: them all the time but um yeah i i I've been doing voiceover for about three years now and Pete and I met back in uh a long time ago, when I was like a little baby Jillian right out of college, uh, we were out to dinner with my family, and uh, he sat next to us, and my mom and I just started talking to him, and so yeah, friendship over a meal, it was nice. Yeah,
15: nice. Mesa, Mesa, Bobby Flay's Mesa Grill in New York City, that's where oh, we're wow. okay.
22: yeah. 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 to at. Is?
12: Is where, is, where is Todd right now?
4: Where am I? Yeah, where are you? I'm home. I'm home,
12: home, home to you? You?
4: Where's home? Yeah, I live in Mansfield, Texas. It's right outside oh. of Fort Worth. Yeah. Oh, okay.
15: Wow. That's very awesome. Well, we appreciate, uh, I know all of us here appreciate all the hard work that oh, yeah. you've yeah. done on the show. Really amazing it's Incredible. Todd, great stuff. Uh, Charles, anything about the clips tonight? Do you want to go there? or? Oh,
17: they <laughs> terrific. We couldn't put all of them in. You know, there were so many. You know, I love clip shows. So
18: this is just.
17: And we have to do this, <laughs> <was>, I <this laughs> the love them. You know, you don't have to do much.
18: Except, all right. Um,
17: yeah, they were all fly. I mean, the, we got some confused on some. Num- One of the Todd and I oh, know, even though we didn't um, we get confused on numbers, but they were beautiful. And Todd, we, you did them so, turned around so, so quickly. Thank you so much. Always- yeah, it felt, the-
12: super deluxe. it felt super deluxe.
15: The Andrew and right. Jesse clips. I don't, <laughs> I don't right. know what happened. It's like putting a puzzle together to, without the picture. That's all right, Okay. Thank so. you so much. All right, we're going to say goodbye to Todd and Jillian. Jillian, thank you for and Todd for both. Oh, wait a second.
17: Can I just hear Jillian's voice oh, as the sure. character? As the as the on screen as the as the valley the 90210 gal. Yeah. Sure, I mean
22: you know like Pete kind of lets me go crazy with like girl stuff, yes! so it's so fun, and I just love 90210. and <laughs> and the fans are amazing, so thank you so much. Have a Merry friggin' Christmas! <laughs> yes,
5: amazing. thank well, I don't right. make you not any nice better than that. Where nice did you grow, grow up?
12: Where did you grow up, Jillian? Where, where
22: I grew up, up in Toms River, New Jersey.
12: Oh. Um, so I
22: live in California right now, um, but That's yeah, a I was the Jersey girl, girl wow. until about eight years ago.
15: Nice, great and I apologize. So They're there you good. go. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna say goodbye to them, and then listen, guys. This is great. I just, I was gonna say before we left, uh, you guys have touched our lives through this time, and thank you for your time. Thank you for the work that you did on this show, writing these things, and to Chip and everybody else uh, that we could include in that story, and the actors and the crew and everybody that put everything in it. There's a heavy commitment. And that work shows all these years later. So uh, no. much thank you. And I am not going home. I, I told my wife today, I was like, you know, 2020 has been a very interesting year. I've spent most of my holidays with Charles and Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Irvin, which is you
12: a, you're, our young, you're our young friend.
15: That's it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So and, Lonnie, and Melanie. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been the Super Deluxe Christmas Show. We will be back next week, where we're going to talk about uh, the best of the podcast. This is going to write up. Charles alley, loving Thanks a show. show. We're doing another clip show. Yes. It's <laughs> a <laughs> clip.
18: It's a clip. Happy holidays, so everyone. Bye, Melanie. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Happy Bye-bye. holidays. Christmas.
16: I'll see you.
11: Thanks, everybody.
12: What is it?